0: your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site completely free, so enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. As we roll into hour number one, the phones, uh, we got a call already, so we go right to it. Dennis in New Hampshire, you're on Free Talk Live. Good
1: evening, gentlemen. Hey, what's up? Well, I There's wanted a lady to talk here, about... here, by the way. Oh, and lady. <laughs> I, I wanted to talk about, you guys were talking last, uh, last night about the smoking ban and how bad that was, and there are a couple of very positive libertarian things that happened in New Hampshire's uh, legislature that I thought you ought to be aware of. Well, one what, of them I know you guys know about is the seatbelt bill.
2: That's right, was, we won you know, the seatbelt bill.
3: I heard it on the radio this morning at about 5 a.m. I was thrilled.
1: And that was absolutely the work of a very committed group of, uh, by and large, I would say, Freestaters.
2: Well, I've, I have to say that uh, you sent out uh, a bunch of emails on what to do, and I did the things you said. So,
0: what was well, the vote you know, uh, on that, Dennis?
1: It passed the House by a really slim margin, like seven. It, it, it passed by just seven votes out of you know, and hundred people weren't even there that day. It came through the Senate. Uh, it was opposed by sixteen of the twenty-four senators.
2: Excellent. Well,
0: Which congratulations was, to uh, to the activists in New Hampshire. That's that's a bit of good news to counter the terrible news about the uh, uh, about the smoking ban from yesterday.
1: Well, you know, there's there's a lot of states that have smoking bans of various kinds, but there's no other state where you decide whether or not to buckle up your seatbelt. Yep, that's true. And let's there's not forget. Something I wanted to uh, I wanted to point ID. out about the seatbelt thing. Oh yeah, the real idea we could talk about, but the, the seatbelt thing, it was really mostly free staters that were active on that. At least that's what a couple of the senators that I talked to told me. Hmm. Some of them guessed they smelled me right away. They said, oh, are you one of those libertarians that moving into the state? And I said, yeah, how did you know? And they said, well, because it's you guys that are calling us on this. Interesting. <laughs> but what's really interesting to me is that that seems to spark off a lot of normal Native people when they heard about it belatedly. They said, oh, my God, we got to do something about that. And it was really because we were really keeping our eye on it. Otherwise, it probably would have come and gone, and I'm not sure that people would have been annoyed in time to stop it.
2: Right. You know, most people don't react until they have to start buckling up.
1: By which time it's really too late. And, you know, there's been so much talk lately about voting and not voting and all this and that, and I think uh, there are a couple of points that are missed, but one of them is voting is really a tiny thing that you do once every couple of years. And even if you don't want to give legitimacy to the system, as it were,
4: mm-hmm.
1: it is amazingly powerful. I mean, really, the reason that this bill was killed is because of a deluge of emails and phone calls that the senators got. Mm. And that's as simple as you pick up the phone, or you, if you're not even you know, going to do that, just firing off an email to just explain to another human being why it's not a good idea.
0: So you're saying that that's an action that someone who doesn't want to vote or can't bring themselves to vote could actually take?
1: I think so. I mean, you may or may not want to vote, but would you be willing to if some have a debate with someone who maybe is not as far along in understanding liberty as yourself?
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Would, I mean, can two libertarians argue forever about some point, like abortion or whatever? Absolutely. Sure. Does it not make sense to get up and, and, and argue the point to someone who's actually going to make a difference on what the guys with guns are going to do?
0: Yeah, I mean and I really wish they didn't have that power, but this it certainly is. I mean, if you don't say something to them, then they're going to make up make up their own mind without that input and uh that's you know it's a valuable thing. Appa- apparently it is making a difference all of those phone calls.
1: Absolutely, it makes a huge
0: difference. And
1: really it's because we have hundreds of people all over the state that that really makes that possible. Every single person in the Senate got a whole bunch of emails and phone calls where they go, "Geez, you know, the people really don't want this." And someone who's dedicated to the idea, who knows that this is, you know, a great way to use government's power, they're not going to change their minds. But typically, it's the, you know, 10 or 20 percent of the legislators that honestly could see it from either side. What do they do? If they're getting a, a bombard of phone calls and emails, they go, well, that's a no-brainer. I'll go with what everyone's telling me to do. Yep.
2: Yeah, you know, that's, that's really true on anything when it comes to um, even elections percent, 33% of the people are going to vote um, Democrat no matter what. It doesn't matter if Joseph Stalin is running for the Democratic uh, nomination. if uh, And 33% are going to vote for Republicans, and it doesn't matter if it's Adolf Hitler that's running. It's that 33% in the middle that really make all the decisions in um, in America.
1: Absolutely, especially in a state where the Democrats and Republicans are so mostly evenly matched, like in New Hampshire. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, the, the Democrats, quote-unquote, took the state by getting all three, you know, two of the houses and the governorship. But in each case, I mean, the House is not overwhelmingly Democrat. It's Democrats by, I don't know what it is. A bit. But it's not a huge overwhelming amount.
2: And the Democrats here aren't quite like Democrats around the uh, the nation.
0: Right. As I like to say, Democrats here own guns. A lot of them do, at least. Absolutely. Oh, hey,
1: so to- totally another, if we're going to talk about cool things that happened, do you all know about the civil unions bill that just got
0: passed? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, so I think we have mixed feelings about that, obviously. Um, in the world where you've got a government that is involved in marriage, okay, then if a, co- a government insists on being involved in people's private lives, then it should grant that same those same level of privileges to, uh, to gay couples. But uh, obviously our preferred solution would be to get the government out of all marriage uh, in the first place.
1: Absolutely, that's preferred. But given that you know, you're just not going to see that for a while, I think not discriminating against—I mean, not openly discriminating against a whole group of people—that's a good step forward.
2: Well, I think that it's—I think it's good for uh, the Free State Project and for libertarians in general to support uh, civil unions, just because it sort of it, it gives us—it it keeps us from being far right-wing Republicans type, you know, they can't label us that way um, when you support things like that. But I don't, I, I don't like the idea it that... It
0: still is an increase in government, isn't it?
1: I'm not sure I'd say that. I mean, I would say that it's an equalization. I mean, it it's not going to feel like an increase in government if you're gay and want to have a
0: life partner. No, oh, I see where you're coming well, from. Well, it's gonna
2: it's gonna feel um like an in, it's gonna feel like an increase in government if you're gay and you start um and you stop getting as quite as many job offers because employers feel obligated to are are now obligated to give you the same privileges that they give uh, married couples and they don't want to.
1: Hmm. So. Absolutely, that that is a conundrum, but certainly I you know on yeah. balance it's going to feel a lot more. Immediate and direct. Like that's, that's why, why we allowed. said mixed feelings, you Dennis.
0: Know? I mean, I've I've seen and I've I've heard some of the New Hampshire so-called conservatives' uh, their position on this is the civil uh, civil unions issue, and obviously they they're whatever it is they're they're anti-gay or whatever their reasonings are. They think the marriage is between a man and a woman. You know all those cliches. Uh, so they're obviously against this decision. And I'm thinking, well, maybe since this um, civil union thing has been passed at this point, perhaps perhaps the fact that it exists. Now, would be a good leveraging point for anybody that actually did want to come up with the uh, put, put put forth a bill that were to uh, is to repeal not just the civil unions, but also New Hampshire state's involvement in marriage. Would this be something that politically could could be used as leverage to get the state out entirely?
1: I think so. I one of the things I have really enjoyed doing the last few months is stirring up the hornet's nest among the uh, Republicans mm-hmm. by talking about dope and gays because, <laughs> you know, I just love their reactions. Right. Right. Um, but, but, but they are so – I mean, the ones who are against this are so viscerally opposed. I mean, they're – let's be frank. They're homophobic in a way that tells me they might want something that they're not you know, advertising <laughs> yeah. themselves. Yeah,
2: that's but quite an it, accusation. It's so <laughs>
1: visceral in these people that I'm not sure they're going to see anything rationally for a little while. But you know what? Hey, we're one of only four states in the union – that allow civil unions, and we're the only one that did it without being driven to because of some court case. Right. It was done by the legislature without some some fear of reprisal from the courts. I'm proud else. of that part.
0: Right, and I doubt, um, I, I can't imagine this is going to stay on the front burner for these people. I can't imagine that they're going to wake up every single day and fume to themselves about how those gays can now get married. Um, <laughs> I think that they're going to forget about it, and then you know by the time the election comes around, it's not going to be an issue anymore because, I mean, it's not even going to be visible to them. They're not even going to know what's going on.
1: Well, what what seems to drive these folks, and, you know, I I have to talk to all kinds doing the stuff I do, is they're afraid that this is step one, and step two is going to be they're going to indoctrinate the children to become gay.
0: Yeah, and then there are going to be gay sex in the streets. Dennis, thanks for the call, and keep up the good work. 800-259-9231. So it's good to have a little bit of good news coming out of uh, New Hampshire to counter the uh, terrible news about the smoking ban from yesterday, which... Hopefully we'll be able to overturn. Uh, More coming up. You can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You bring up whatever you want toll free at 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 1 800 259 9231. Is Ian here with you?
2: And Julia? And- Oops, and Mark.
0: Yeah. Uh, you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, completely free, and that includes the Shrine of Female listeners. The dozens and dozens of ladies have taken the time to send us their photo to prove they listen to the show. See what I mean by heading over to shrine.freetalklive.com. Shrine.freetalklive.com. And SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respected. They record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy, so your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com or call 800-544-6359. That's 1-800-544-6359 for Sakel CAI. Continuing the phone calls, let's go to Nigel in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Nigel. Hi. Hey, what's on your mind?
6: Well... Dr. Gavorkian got out of jail today.
0: Yes, he did. Congratulations! Uh, I don't. Congratulations to him for getting out because he was in there for what seven or eight years, something like that.
7: Well, I'm pretty sure when he went in, I could count my
2: age on my hand. So wow. It's, yeah, it's a shame that he spent so long in, but I'm sure he's the happiest guy around today. You know, at yeah, 79 well, years old and finally free.
7: Yeah, and I'm reading up on him, and it looks like he actually, you know, I didn't know about this, but it looks like he actually participated in some civil disobedience doing what he he thought was right. Yes, he
0: did. He's a very, very uh, brave, uh, very an inspirational guy, I think, to a lot of people, and uh, he's done a lot of good work. Yeah. Was that all you had to say, Nigel?
7: That's that's all I got.
0: All right, thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. It's good that you brought him up, because I was going to talk about him anyway tonight uh Jacob Orkian from the AP had few words but a broad smile as he walked out of prison on Friday that's today ending 8 years behind bars for helping end the life of a man suffering from Lou Gehrig's disease. Now, I believe uh I believe that's what that's what Harry Brown died from, is that? Am I right about that? I couldn't that? tell you but uh Lou Gehrig's it'll disease. Kill you. I think that that's kind of a nasty disease as, yeah, it's uh, not pretty. If I'm not mistaken. I don't actually have the symptoms in front of me here, but I'm I'll try to pull those up so we can sort of give you an idea of what this man was dealing with. Uh, but nonetheless, if you could pull that up, Mark, that would be great. Or the retired psych- uh, pathologist known as Dr. Death said his release felt wonderful. Felt uh, wonderful, one of the high points in life, as he paused near a van that was waiting to drive him to the home of friends in Detroit. Outside a gift shop across from the 25-acre prison grounds. They actually have gift shops at prisons. Must be a nice, pretty nice prison. <laughs>
3: Get yourself a T-shirt on the way out. <laughs>
0: do, do you get a free uh, Flamingo, a uh, free tchotchke when you leave? <laughs> About a dozen people stood in a show of support. The group held signs bearing such phrases as, Jack, we're glad you're out of the box, and Dr. K on his way. The attention focused on a man who claimed participation in at least 130 assisted suicides, brought a rebuke from the Catholic Archdiocese of Detroit. Quote, for 10 years, Jack Kevorkian's actions resembled those of a pathological serial killer. Oh, dear, good Lord. It will be truly regrettable if he's now treated as a celebrity parolee instead of the convicted murderer he is. Really? That's the uh, spokesperson for the archdiocese. How could you even begin to make an argument that Jack Evorkian was a murderer? I am try- I normally I'm pretty good at putting myself in the shoes of these nutcases, uh, these freaks like this person, to try to try to think the way that they do. How could you possibly put how could you possibly call this man a murderer you don't it's not murder if someone has consented to die well i don't understand that it it is from a legal stand murder is a is,
2: is a legal term and it is from a legal standpoint i mean you know the the the, the legal system co-opted our uh, common law system and that's the way they were able to do that and now they define it much more rigidly because i don't think that uh, you know, throughout time that uh, so you're saying killing putting someone out of their misery that asked you to would be considered murder.
0: So you're saying that you know, the legal definition of murder is different from the actual definition of murder, which wouldn't surprise me. I mean, have you actually read the legal definition of murder or I I have
2: read it before. I could not right. quote it to you.
0: So, um, you're saying that the legal definition of murder is basically taking somebody's life um, regardless of their consent? Right. Well, didn't Jack Kevorkian set up a uh, a system where the individual was able to essentially take their own life, but basically he gave them the the necessary poison or pills or whatever it was? Didn't he have well, like a button that they would press that would administer? Generally,
2: the, that's so. In this particular case, he actually um, helped the guy. Right. There was one case because he was in so much pain. One, right.
0: He was the guy was in so much pain that uh, Jack pressed the button for him, basically. Right. Correct. And that's that's the one they got him on.
3: So Lou Gehrig's disease. Is a, a fatal disorder, usually fatal, that attacks the nerves and muscles.
0: Okay. And
2: um, yeah, they they sort of shake and that kind of thing. Okay, gotcha.
3: Symptoms include tripping, dropping things, abnormal fatigue of the arms and legs, slurred speech, muscle cramps and twitches, and involuntary periods of laughing or crying.
0: Yikes. Well, for 10 years, Jack Kevorkian, they again claim he's a murderer. The 79-year-old Kevorkian wearing his trademark blue cardigan and striped shirt and tie spoke only a few words to reporters after leaving the prison. As he got ready for the ride home, 60 Minutes correspondent Mike Wallace got out of the van and embraced him. Uh, what do you say, young man? Kevorkian is to appear in a 60-minute segment on Sunday. Inmates at the Lakeland Correctional Facility, about 100 miles southwest of Detroit, have been waiting for a glimpse of Kevorkian while reporters greeted him on the outside with questions. Why Why were the inmates wait, waiting
2: for a glimpse? Wasn't he in there with them for nine years or something?
0: I don't know. Throughout the 1990s, Kevorkian challenged authorities to uh, to... Let's see. Make his actions legal or try to stop him. He burned state orders against him and showed up at court in costume. Awesome. (laughs) Very inspirational. He says, you think I'm going to obey the law? You're crazy, he said in 1998, shortly before he was accused and then convicted of murder after injecting legal drugs into, lethal drugs rather, into Thomas Uke, who was 52 at the time, the man suffering from Lou Gehrig's disease. He videotaped that death and sent the footage to 60 Minutes, uh, which aired it. He then challenged prosecutors to charge him. He was convicted and given a 10- to 25-year sentence for second-degree murder. He earned time off of his sentence for good behavior. It was out after eight years. Uh, a copy of his parole notice shows he must pay a $600 supervision fee and a crime victim assessment of $60. Crime
2: victim? Now, where's that money going to?
0: <laughs> I don't Not know. Not the
3: victim, I imagine. No,
2: the, the victim's dad and asked
0: to be killed. Kevorkian is expected to move uh, blah 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 he has promised to never help with another assisted suicide though his views on the subject have not well, changed.
2: They were they're reporting that but he got parole. Okay? He was paroled, mm-hmm. which means what I, what are you going to say when you're sitting in front of the parole board? You have the option of staying in prison by standing by your principles or um you know, you think he's going to kill takes. people I'm not saying that he is or isn't. he's probably uh, had about
0: enough of jail. I think
2: at this point. he probably has, but remember, um he went to jail for that one particular incident. He beat his cases every other time. If he just uh, manages to do uh you know to help out people that can can push the button themselves, then he'll still be able to help people
0: and I hope he does because uh I think what Jack of is doing is a valuable service. I don't know much about the man personally but Anybody with enough courage to stand up against the law and do what they think is right, I think I think Jack Kevorkian's right up there in the uh, the ranks with Gandhi and uh, Martin Luther King Jr and those types of people, Russell Canning and all of them.
2: <laughs> I'd have a difficult time uh, arguing with you about uh, Dr. Kevorkian being a hero.
0: What I'd like to hear from you though is if you are somebody that thinks Jack Kevorkian is a murderer. I would like for you to explain that to me. Really, please 800-259-9231. How can that even be considered murder, helping someone die who has explicitly requested and consented to killing themselves? I I don't get that. Can you help me understand? 800-259-9231. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. Talk Live It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind, toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us online at FreeTalkLive.com. All the features completely free, so enjoy those on us, including the bulletin board system. We've got about 240,000 posts there. We've got about 1,400 people, actually well over 1,400 people interacting. Lots of fun stuff uh, and serious issues all being discussed at BBS.FreeTalkLive.com. That is bbs. Dot free talk live dot com.
2: The Republican Liberty Caucus welcomes new members in the pursuit of individual rights, limited government, and free enterprise principles, all within the GOP. Visit RLC.org and click join us today. We'll find liberty together. That's RLC.org.
0: Still uh, no calls on the line from anybody that wants to uh, defend the Catholic Church's accusation against Jack Kevorkian calling him a murderer. Now, I understand that he was convicted of murder, but that doesn't actually mean that he was a murderer. I mean, Mark, you were convicted of murder, and didn't mean that you were a murderer either.
2: Um, I, I, I think Jack Kevorkian would probably be able to uh, plead a better case than I did, but yes.
0: Yes, that's true. And uh, Jack Kevorkian was helping people die who voluntarily consented right. to die. He was doing something good. Lou Gehrig's disease, which, uh, you know, is not exactly a fun little disease to have. Sort of you know you waste away basically on it, and if you're, if somebody is in terminal pain they 've got pain constantly throughout their life uh, it's they 're in pain from the moment they wake to the moment they uh, they fall asleep why why on earth? why would anyone why would anyone who is a human being deny that person the right to end their own life? I, I cannot understand how callous. And what sort of an awful person you would have to be to tell somebody, oh, oh, you've got a terrible disease, oh, I see that you're shaking there, you're sh, oh, you can't stop shaking, can't, oh, you're
3: telling me it's eating you away inside?
0: Well, you're just gonna have to live with it, buddy.
3: <laughs> live what with the it in hell?
2: <laughs> live with it until you can't anymore, I guess.
3: Well, I imagine those are the same kinds of people who think that uh, committing suicide is a sin, right?
2: There's that, um, which some people do certainly um, think that uh, committing suicide is a sin. There's also the uh, very funny joke that people that commit suicide end up to be uh, bureaucrats in the afterlife. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I I think that uh, the biggest concern um, societally is that uh, I might uh, kill Ian off and say, well, he asked me to. Yeah, but, but I couldn't stand to see him in the pain in the pain that he was in. I With su- so that f- hair all over his face and the skinny sallow complexion <laughs> that he had. I just couldn't see, stand to see him in that, that kind of condition any longer. Yeah, I
0: suppose big you could.
2: mouth and everything.
0: I suppose you could say something like that, but I bet Jack Kevorkian probably had, you know, a signed, notarized document from not- the individual. A
2: notary certainly would help in that
0: particular right. I, I I would bet he probably covered his bases on this.
3: And I imagine there's also medical records of the disease that this guy really had, so it's yeah. not like he just killed Ian and, and then tried to right. cover it up.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I still want to hear from somebody that is going to take the Catholic Church's position. I mean, there got to be a lot. I mean, what, 33% of America Catholics or something like that? There's a lot of Catholics out there. Maybe it's 33% of all Christians. I don't know. But there's a lot of you out there. And I'm sure that non-Catholics feel the same. I'm sure there are a number of non-Catholics that feel the same way, that feel that Jack of Kevorkian's a bad, bad man for helping people end their lives. How dare he? They should have to go and put a shotgun in their mouths. I mean... Like that's nicer? Right. Because if you're in... a uh, if you have a chronic disease and you're terminally ill and you you've got pain at all times, and you can't get help through legitimate channels, a la Jack Kevorkian, or through your doctor, whoever he might be, then if you w- still want to end your life, I mean that's why you went to Jack Kevorkian in the first place, was because you wanted to end your life. Then you're going you're going to find a messier way to do it. Right, you can do it, and
2: really, what this does is it just makes it easier on the um, the family. You know, sure. that way they don't have to come in and. Clean up the mess and find you in that condition or anything like that.
0: Right, it's much more dignified.
2: Right, it's ve- it's it's more more dignified. It, you can say goodbye to everybody. Right, and the that casket kind of thing. can be right
0: there. The funeral guys. I mean, you know, everybody
2: can open be- casket, the whole thing, and just right. push the button and off you go.
0: It seems to me to be a, a very sensible thing and the right thing to do to allow individuals to decide when they want to die. Mm-hmm. Are we or are we not in control of our own lives? It seems to me that the answer we are not. <laughs> yes, it seems that the answer is we aren't. Uh and it's not just from it, it's it's not just the laws against suicide that indicate that obviously the laws against uh, drugs, the laws against what you can put into your own body, the laws against what you can do with yourself and your property. We we really we really don't own ourselves. The the law decides what we can, can and cannot do. The law gets to determine whether or not uh we can live in this condition of constant pain, as many people uh, do. I really want to hear from somebody. 800 259 I don't think you're going to get somebody on I this guess one. I'm not. Maybe maybe that's just because it's uh, a weeknight. Maybe we should bring this up on the on a Saturday show at some point, because I want to hear from some frothing-at-the-mouth jerk <laughs> who thinks that people who are chron- uh, chronically ill, I guess they're sort of the same types of people that don't want medical marijuana around, Right. Because there are people who also have uh, some serious pain. They may not have the, the chronic illness that uh, the Lou Gehrig's disease guy guys have. Uh, but, you know, they, they're they still in pain, and they find that marijuana helps relieve their pain. Or in the case of AIDS or cancer patients, they find that it helps them keep their medications down. But no, it's an illegal drug. We can't have that. That would send the wrong message. No, I don't
2: think so. I'm certain that my wife, um, if, if she were here, would... Uh disagree with uh, putting kevorkian in jail but agree that marijuana should be illegal
0: there's medical be some marijuana medical marijuana i'm certain of it there's got to be some crossover though i'm sure there is groups. some crossover let's go to the phone people to... that know better than you talk to neil in california you're on free talk live hello neil
8: oh hello guys hey what's on uh, your mind and girl um anyway <laughs> um yeah i wanted to uh, talk about the definition of murder um, I, I read an article that uh other than uh, david friedman uh wrote a while back and he was uh talking about the uh, the example of uh you know private law and private enforcement the the historical example from uh uh medieval iceland mm-hmm. and um, he uh and he was uh, saying that there was uh, that they made a distinct difference uh between murder and killing Mm-hmm. And um, the, the difference was that if uh, killing uh, w- uh, could be uh, uh, upheld in a court where if somebody, uh, you know, uh, killed somebody else, they would go up to uh, the nearest house that they could find, rap on the door, and, and tell them that, well, you're my witness, let's go to court. Um, and uh, a murder, on the other hand, the definition of murder was uh, that you killed somebody but then tried to cover it up and uh so so obviously, there was some type of bad uh, uh there was some type of uh, wicked motivation behind that which would then make you an outlaw, and then the you know private uh enforcement would then come after you
0: yeah, I can see a, that difference there between killing and murder it sort of right. sort of makes sense well i i it if that's the only criteria, obviously
2: the, uh, the the smart killers would be going to people's houses and saying, "Hey, you're my witness." Um, <laughs> you know, obviously, if you're going to do don't. something like uh, a situation, Kavorkian would took steps in order to uh, make it so that uh, he wasn't doing the killing uh, mm-hmm. in most cases. And you know, I I don't think Kavorkian should have gone to jail at all. No way. And uh, but I think from a uh, legal standpoint, you you do get into a kind of a sticky area. You've Got to be kind of careful, and that's about it.
0: Any other thoughts for us, Neil?
8: Uh, well, I, I think that a, a mass majority of your audience is on your side, so it's going to yeah. probably be a little difficult to find I don't know why
0: he's
2: pounding for it again. tonight. He's not going to have any luck.
0: You never know who's out there listening. We've got uh, other stations on board. Anyway, nonetheless, Neil, thank you for the call. We appreciate it. 800 259 9231. Let's continue with the calls here. Andrew in Washington on the amplifier line. Hello, Andrew. Uh, hey. What's hey. up?
9: Um, well, I can sort of speak to the uh, murder issue here, because at one time I was Catholic, uh, because I was raised that way. Okay. And uh, You're an ethnic the, Catholic. Yeah, well, I'm agnostic now, but yeah. Um, but the reason why the church... Um, has problems with um, assisted
10: suicide. We'll find out in
0: moments. Hang on, Andrew. 800 259 9231 is the toll free number, the SACL CAI toll free line. Andrew, former Catholic, we will uh, find out. Go ahead and put him on hold, if you would please. Julia is running the board for the, uh, the first time tonight. Anyway, Andrew. It's going a lot with... better
2: than if I was running the board, I can assure <laughs> yeah. you of
0: that. We are, uh, we've got Andrew coming back with more on your calls as well. It's Free Talk Live. The show is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free. Uh, So enjoy those on us, though we do ask for your voluntary support. If you like the show and you want to help us out, then place your bid on our auction right now. Head over to auction.freetalklive.com. You'll find that we're auctioning the fourth banner on our website. You get the fourth banner from the top for an entire month site-wide at freetalklive.com. Advertise virtually anything. Your favorite organization, your business, your product, uh, whatever, your band. Uh, go to auction.freetalklive.com. Get the details and place your bid. That's auction.freetalklive.com. We've been talking about uh, Jack Kevorkian during this hour and how he was released from prison today, thank goodness, after eight years of unnecessarily suffering at the hands of the state for, well, relieving people's suffering. That's what he did. He, he helped people who were terminally ill, or maybe they, maybe not even all of them were terminally ill. Maybe they just had some chronic pain, or heck, maybe they just wanted to end their life. Why can't people do that, too? He, do you have to have chronic pain in order to be able to kill yourself? I mean, you, you can't kill yourself at all in America, except in, I think, Washington state. I think that's the one state that does allow for assisted suicide. But otherwise, you, you cannot end your own life, and I think that that's wrong. I think that everyone should be in total control of their own lives— and should be able to decide how and when they want to end theirs. And if that involves the uh, the, the assistance of a doctor, then it should be. That's, that's the way it should be.
2: Yep. I have to agree. I, I, as far as I'm concerned, even if you want to end your life for no good reason at all, you should be able to do so. I, I can't say I support it, but the
0: Catholic right Now, the Catholic Church has come out and attacked Jack Kevorkian, calling him a murderer. And we actually have Andrew on the line here, who is a, a former Catholic, was raised a Catholic, and Andrew's on the amplifier line, and you wanted to kind of fill us in as to what's their rationale? How do they, how do they how do they draw the conclusion that a man like Jack Orkian is a murderer?
9: Yeah, uh, um, well, it kind of goes back to the uh, ancient uh, rabbinic Jewish law and sort of the concept of um, a, a passive act versus an active act, mm-hmm. and the idea is that if you are you know assisting someone with their suicide then that is an active step that's not natural. However, you you can sort of, you know, quote-unquote, kill the person by pulling the plug or removing treatment, um, something that allows them to die naturally. Um, it, that's sort of the idea behind it. But if you're, you know, killing someone in a more active way, like, you know, uh, injecting something into them or, you know, Suffocating them, or something along those lines. So, so that's that against.
0: Legitimate. Basically, their position would be that's against God's wishes if you take an active role in that sort of thing.
9: Well, indirectly, it's more messing with His plan, not necessarily whether. Or not in he that liked case, it. so
3: why? Are, uh, well, I was going to say, so if you die in a in a horrible fire, was it God's plan for you to die at twenty in a horrible fire?
9: Yes, it is. That's what. the, the cop out is that you don't know. So,
3: Sounds like a know. pretty uh, spiteful and horrible God, right. well, if you ask now, me. Now, my question was going to
0: be, if it's, if it's okay to pull the plug on somebody who's on life support because, you know, well, God would naturally allow this person to die, so therefore that's part of the plan, then isn't it interfering with God's plan when you put someone on life support? Shouldn't the Catholic Church, by that logic, be against all sorts of forms of medicine? Wouldn't that be interfering with God's plan?
9: Uh yeah, it probably would. I mean, religion is subjective and you can make it say whatever you want it <laughs> right. to. Right. There's
0: no uh, logic to it. Absolutely right. Andrew, any other thoughts for us tonight?
9: Yeah. Um, just since we're talking about death, um that violent guy that keeps calling in uh this week, mm-hmm. which is Tom? why I originally called Tom, yeah. Um sort of the Term for those kinds of guys in uh, the field of uh, operational security is um, agent provocateur. Mm,
0: yeah, that's why I suggested yeah. the other night that he might actually be a federal agent. Because uh, when you when you describe agent provocateur, what is uh, what does that mean?
9: Well, it means um, kind of what you're hinting at, which is that you know somebody who's you know law enforcement wants to get an organization that they're you know, suspecting of doing something they don't like to take some sort of drastic, usually violent action Mm -hmm. by kind of riling them up. So that they'll have an excuse to crack down on
10: the organization,
0: right? They they put a plant basically into the organization, and that individual goes in there, stirs them up, and encourages them to become violent, encourages them to break the law. So that way, they'll you know they'll be right there waiting for them when they actually do break the law. And in fact, we've seen examples of agent provocateurs um, in use, not just not just in. the, in political parties, they're done there, but also uh, peace movement. At, also in rallies, mm-hmm. like at uh, at protests, where there are people at a peaceful protest, they'll put a cop in plain clothes, and he'll go in and start, you know, messing with people. And a, the cop in pl- plain clothes will go up and shove another cop, or or something like that, give people a, you know, to, to try to encourage them to lash out, and therefore the cops have an excuse to crack down and that sort of thing. You're absolutely right. In fact, we actually Tom in New Hampshire is actually on the line. Would you like to talk oh, to yeah. him? <laughs> sure. Let's bring him on. It's Tom in New Hampshire. You're on with Andrew. Yeah,
10: I I got a question for you. See, I got some new material here today. Andrew, you're breathing you in the phone. Back of off. Sure. Uh, okay. Uh, how many children you reckon are going to be starting kindergarten in New Hampshire this fall?
2: Wow, that's Take a good a question. Um, give ten thousand.
10: How long have we been fighting the war in Iraq? Four years. And you guys live in Keene, New Hampshire, or thereabouts, so that means Paul Hodes represents you? Uh
0: Sounds right. Doesn't represent me personally. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say.
10: Okay, see, uh, you fell for two of them. I'm not waging a war in Iraq, and you're not waging a war in Iraq. So how long have we been fighting a war in Iraq? Okay. Always speak of the federal government in the third person, okay? They do all this stuff. We're not doing all of this stuff. That's true. And how many children are going to be starting kindergarten this fall? Well, most of them are going to be starting kindergarten in the summer, because the first day of school is during the summer.
0: I see. Very tricky, Tom. Tom, you're on the line with Andrew, and uh, Andrew has basically just called you out and suggested that you're an agent provocateur. What do you have to say to that?
10: uh, That's inaccurate. Just like a lot of stuff that the enemies of liberty say and a lot of stuff that you know just like you know i tripped you up on the kindergarten issue there we say stuff that's inaccurate ourselves i mean you you caught yourselves with the paul hodes representing you people he doesn't represent me either the correct way to say that is i live in his district mm. okay he doesn't represent the second congressional district this is he was elected in the 2nd Congressional District.
0: It's a good point. Okay. Words, words are important, and I agree with you on that one, Tom. And, and I try to catch myself when, uh, whenever, I u- whenever I accidentally use the term we. We're all indoctrinated by the state and in the government schools to this collectivist mentality, and it's just, it's really bred into us uh, to, to use terms like that. So we do our best you, to try yeah. to catch ourselves.
10: You just did another faux pas. You agreed with me instead uh, of agreeing agree with, with, with the you? thing that I said. Okay. Actually the <laughs> Seems thing is a little that they too say, technical there, Tom. The, the practice of agreeing with somebody breeds a reluctance to agree. Once a person has said a bunch of other stuff that you disagree with, then you're reluctant to agree with them. But uh, a line of reasoning that is independent of its authorship It cannot be refuted by anything you can say about its author, such as other comments. The validity of the Pythagorean theorem does not depend on the credentials of Pythagoras. Pythagoras, right. You see, uh, what I'm getting at there is you get enemies of liberty debating with you, and they uh, use the ad hominem attacks trying to – they can't – attack what you said because it's absolutely accurate. So they just get angry at you and call you uh, some kind of idiot or some kind of communist. I bet you have a communist flag in your house. They make something up because they can't find flaw with you, even if a flaw in you, I mean, finding flaws in me, that should be the easy part, but they can't even do that. So they try to attack what I'm saying by uh, finding fault with me, which of course is inaccurate, like trying to say you're rebutting the... As, theorem, as
0: soon as somebody brings out an ad hominem, which is an attack against the man, it's a personal shot, um, you know they got nothing. You know They have absolutely nothing yeah. to rebut your points with, and uh, so they're resulting to uh, insults, basically, at that point.
10: Yeah. Now, when uh, we say the, the will of – see, the enemies of liberty call it the will of the people, and it's actually the, the will of the vast majority, as if to imply that the cocaine dealers themselves consented to it because the people support that law – and they omit that the the cocaine dealers who are being arrested uh, did not – innocent victims of asset forfeiture. Here's another one, because uh, the little old lady who paid off the apartment house, and now they're stealing it because one tenant was selling cocaine, is an innocent victim. The cocaine dealer who's driving a truckload of cocaine into the country, and they steal the truck – that's an innocent victim, too.
0: Absolutely right. Those people were just doing business, and, uh, and I think it's an outrage that people who have their tenants uh, caught up in drug, uh, drug busts right. are it would be outrageous outrageous
2: It would be outrageous if the cops confiscated a beer
0: truck. By the way, thank you for the call, both of you. Uh, we appreciate hearing from both Andrew and Tom. 800-259-9231. I think it's important, and I appreciate Tom holding our feet to the fire on that one. It, it really is important to eliminate the collectivist words from your repertoire. We are not in Iraq. They're in Iraq, the United States government. I'm not part of the United States right, government.
2: Right, I'm in New Hampshire, just so I, in case you wondered.
0: I want nothing to do with the United States government. Hour number two is on the way. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number two, and you can take control of the airwaves. Toll free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line for you. 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All of the features on the site, we give them away. Those other radio talk show hosts, most of them want to charge you for access uh, to their websites. We do it for free, so enjoy it on us. At freetalklive.com. I want to come back and still talk a little bit more about the uh, the Jack Kevorkian situation. I've been sort of uh, paging through some of the comments on the ABC News article about this because I was asking last hour for someone to call in who was against Jack Kevorkian. Someone who agrees with the Catholic Church's position that he's a murderer? Uh, of course, most of our listeners probably agree with us on this, so it's actually hard to get a phone call in that uh, in that way. But you can bet that you can better believe that in the comments section there are absolutely some people that think Jack Fournier a bad bad man. So we'll uh, we'll get to some of those here in a moment. But let's go to the phones first. The Amplifier line and Jarvis in Pennsylvania. Hey, Jarvis. Hey,
11: long live Dr. Fournier.
0: Yeah, what's on your mind? <laughs>
11: Uh, I wanted to change the subject a little bit. Uh, a couple of months ago, I think uh, Mark was talking about roads and called it the third rail of libertarian politics.
2: Isn't that clever? And,
11: uh, yeah, and I, you know, I just want to talk about that a little bit because I think I have a, a solution for conversations with people about it. Uh, okay. And uh, I, first, yeah, you know, I, I do agree that this is... You know, one of the sticking points that um, you know I often have with the conversation. People say, you know, in many cases, it's the road, right. Yes, in many right.
0: cases, it's the first objection that will come up when you uh, when you proffer a libertarian argument.
11: Very often, and and they're kind of sensible arguments. They say things like, you know, what if the road owner wouldn't let me get on? Right, and you don't really have a, a recourse. You can't move your right. Or there's the there's my favorite. Location.
0: There's my favorite, which is, what if the road owner builds roads all around my house and won't let me out?
11: Right, right. right. And so I wanted to add another issue that's very similar um, uh, that I would also think has has kind of the same objections that people have, and that's zoning. You know, a lot of people complain, you know, what if someone built a gas station right next to my house or a chemical plant? Or, or a these, dump. You know, crazy, crazy ideas. Right. Um, and it's the same problem. And I think the source of the, you know, difficulty in people's heads is that you kind of have a natural geographic monopoly on where you live. You can't very easily move your house to the next road over, not like, you mm-hmm. know, if you want to change which restaurant you go to, say they have a smoking section or not a smoking or whatever, you know, it's very easy to go to a different restaurant. Right. It's very hard to go to a different road, (laughs) you know? Well, I've got a good Um,
2: solution for the uh, what if they built a dump next to my house uh, argument, but go ahead.
11: Sure. Yep, same kind of thing. Um, Anyway, the solution that I have had some success with in conversations with people is to uh, advocate for kind of a compromise between Ian's and Mark's two um, positions. Um And that is to say well let 's get rid of the federal government let 's get rid of the state government, but you know let the local government people decide you know let the local people decide whether or not they want to keep their own local government and so if you want to live in a place that has zoning that has roads that has even you know public schooling and police departments, whatever that 's fine that 's all local stuff you can live there uh people who maybe want to experiment with you know no police- you know private police, but you know maybe Uh, publicly owned parks and roads and, you know, not zoning, you know, whatever. You can have all different towns that have all different levels of aggression, levels of of force. And probably some of the towns would be kind of, you know, the Rothbardian reward kind of ideal, no coercion at all, no force, no aggression. Sure. And other towns would be acceptable to mark. So, you know, and that's had some success with me in, in getting people to not be quite so scared that I'm not taking away things that really they have these emotional fears of on our roads about zoning.
0: Yeah,
2: well now what I use in that particular instance is I uh, mentioned Houston it's one of the top 10 largest metros in the United States and it has no zoning laws and contained inside of Houston are other municipalities um, even inside the you know the greater Houston area are other municipalities that do have zoning laws Houston itself has higher property values on average than the communities that have zoning inside of it.
0: Yes, it's true. Right.
11: I've I've heard that argument, too, and I've made that argument, rather, too, and... The thing that pe- some people have told me is, like, have you ever been to Houston? I wouldn't want to
10: live in Houston. It's awful. And, <laughs> of course, I haven't been to Houston, so I can't rebut that. Well, but I mean, a big city. Well, well, but fine, but the, yeah.
2: the argument to that would be, yes, well, um, it's still one of the ten largest metros in the United States, sure. meaning that a lot of people do want to live in Houston. And the simple fact that you don't want to live there doesn't i mean, I,
3: I, I, doesn't I
0: mean see... that zoning is necessary.
3: Yeah, right. Personally, I wouldn't well, want right. to live anywhere in Texas.
2: And there are no well. dumps <laughs> next, to, next to people's houses in Houston. Uh, because yeah. residential property is more valuable than other types of property
0: right yeah like you're uh, going to want to go into a gated a neighborhood and uh, buy and up turn all the a lot lots into a dump
2: <laughs> right that's exactly what you want to do that's absurd
11: yeah no it is absurd, but I think yeah, the people that make that argument about Houston can yeah you can rebut that and say well fine you know if you want to live in a place with zoning you can that's a local issue there will be some cities some towns that will have zoning I would like to live in one that doesn't like Houston like you know hopefully lots of other places that would develop if we got rid of the the larger government
0: and I like your point um, about the competing communities and the varying different levels of government involvement. That's a nice little halfway point, and it's an easy way to get out of the conversation without really having to go into detail. But if you've got somebody who understands liberty to some extent in front of you and you really want to hash out the issue, then then it it will behoove you to have some more uh, examples. And one of my, something I just thought up while you were mentioning it, was, you know, the old uh, complaint that, oh, what if they don't let me on their road? Well, okay. Well, how many people does Walmart not allow come into their uh, to come into their place of business. There's a few. Well, the only way you would uh, would not be allowed into Walmart is if you'd gone into Walmart and, you know, broken some stuff and been drunken and, uh, you know, shop-lifted. shoplifted or molested another c- customer or did something awful. Uh, then they would say, okay, well, you're not allowed back in our store. Similarly, if you were on someone's private road and you uh, destroyed their property or were a reckless danger to the other customers, then, yeah, they, they wouldn't allow you back on that road, but they'd have good reason for it. So, are are you going to give them good reason to kick you off their roads? Because if you aren't, then they want your business. Look, I've had people
2: mad at me before that didn't have good reasons. Okay, and you know, if you have a private owner of a road, it could be one guy with a vendetta against you for whatever reason it is. Whether well, it's get because, yourself
0: a gyrocopter,
2: what it, whether it's whether <laughs> or not you have a, a black wife, or um, you know, whatever. Yeah, that's.
11: Yeah, that, someone made the argument to me. Or oh, what if you know Pat Robertson buys up all the roads and won't let any atheists <laughs> on? Sir. It's absolutely exactly. absurd. <laughs> but that's you know. So you can say, "Well, fine, I'll I'll go live in a place that Pat Robertson hasn't." You know.
3: Yeah, I wouldn't want to live anywhere whatever, near Pat Robertson. So.
0: Roberts, right. Robertson Jarvis, any other thoughts for us? Uh, no, that's it. Thanks for the call. We Thank appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can take control of the airwaves. You know, it's amazing how the roads issue comes up again and again, and. That's why I say, you know, just look,
2: people understand taxes. They don't have a problem with taxes. I know that taxes are forced and all that stuff. Just say, only gasoline tax should go for roads. Now,
0: I understand Gee. that. It's certainly a smaller government position. And, yes, getting the federal government and the state governments out of roads would certainly be two steps in the right direction. But the fact is, the marketplace can handle any product and service better than the government can that's why the government uh that's why in many uh, cases the government contracts out their road business because it's just more efficient that way
3: i use jarvis's technique actually all the time when somebody mentions the road i basically just like he said bring up the point that well if you want to live where zoning is that's fine and dandy but why should you have to force me to obey all these silly rules i don't want to and, and most people can agree with that fairly easy they don't have a problem with that.
0: Well, right, because if you frame it in terms of forcing, then in, naturally people are going to shy away from it. Unless they are authoritarians, true blood, you know, true authoritarians, then they'll say, oh, yeah, I would never want to force you. To, I wouldn't. Know. Of course I wouldn't force you to do mm-hmm. that. That's the government's job. So we're going to talk about uh, Jack Kevorkian here just a little bit more, because I actually found one person on the uh, the ABCnews.com comments list that is anti-Jack. And this person says, what he is trying to do is to play God. God will decide when it is time for us to die, and he capitalizing the he the real christians Uh, he alone will decide that suicide is a sin and nothing will convince me otherwise well no god's not going to
2: decide when i die if i decide when i die before that you know then you're sinning but but, but no no it's a sin but you either either god's all powerful or not
0: well he's all powerful but he's hands off well, he's if watching. he's
2: if he's hands off, then why did he create sin and then put me in the the the, the world full of
0: sin to tempt you? Why? Because he wants to. He wants to tempt you. <laughs>
3: so, <laughs> right. is suicide the only sin that you cannot be forgiven for? Because
0: well, you, you can be you forgiven can be for sins, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess. You, yeah, I guess you couldn't be forgiven for suicide, huh? So that's the
3: ultimate sin.
0: No, is attempted not. suicide a sin? One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. More on Kavorkin and your calls coming up. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything toll-free. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. That's one 800 259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there, completely free. So enjoy those on us, including the archives. An entire year's worth of the show right there, front page of the website, for your downloading convenience. So go and get them for free at freetalklive.com. And wouldn't it be great to have an ex-narcotics officer be your personal coach to keep you from getting busted with marijuana? Go to NeverGetBusted.com to view clips of the recently released DVD that's gained world attention. NeverGetBusted.com. Still talking a little bit about uh, the Jack Kevorkian situation. He was released from jail today after eight years of being imprisoned for assisting with a man's suicide. Terminal, terminally ill patient Lou Gehrig's disease came to Jack uh, Kevorkian and said, uh, Dr. Kevorkian, can you help me out? I'm, I'm in chronic pain. I, I'm tired of this and I want it to end. And Jack, of course, having helped out uh, countless other individuals in their lives, he, he helped him as as well. Uh, Julia is running the board tonight, so I've got to give her a few cues. Put that call on hold, if you would, please. Uh, you've got to pick it up and then put it on hold. 800-259-9231. Uh, we're training Julia because uh, next week Mark and I are going to be... In New York City. We're going to New York City. That's right. Um, so Hay Seeds in Glitzy Town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're going there for a talk radio convention, and we're going to be gone Friday and Saturday, and instead of giving you reruns, I figured we'd give you something live. So Julia's going to be in here uh, running the board, and, and uh, Gardner Goldsmith is it's going a, to be here gonna, as well.
2: It's going to be a great show. I'm looking forward I, to it. I, personally, big old Gardner Goldsmith fan here. And I, I'm I a
0: ju- I'm a Julia fan, well, and a Gardner fan. Yes. <laughs>
2: I think that uh, Julie will do a fine job with Gardner
0: uh, leading the way. Indeed, indeed. All right. So, uh, so Jack Kevorkian, and there's, a, there's a post on the ABC News story about Jack Kevorkian because I wanted to hear from someone taking the anti-Jack Kevorkian position, taking the apparently the pro-God position. At least that's what they say. Well, but everybody uh, institutes God on their
2: side. I right. say God is caring and loving enough to allow you to end your life without suffering look i 've taken the god 's side Look right. this person is just a crackpot that 's all
0: Well, there are a lot of people that apparently think this way. Uh, the individuals i 'm going to continue their post here on ABC News. She says, he's trying to play God. God will decide when it's time for us to die, and he alone will decide that. Suicide is a sin, and nothing will convince me otherwise. God gave us life, and no human being should choose when we will die. I, too, have worked in a nursing home and seen much suffering. Yes, it is very sad. But their time for them to go is God's time, not ours'. No, look, sweetie, it's not your time to determine when those people go. It should be their individual time. You and, uh, you and a coalition of your friends don't get to, d- uh, to choose when the old lady in the nursing home bumps, uh, d- dies. She should be able to decide if she's going to die today or not. It's not a collective decision. It's an individual's decision. I have to agree. She says, what he's doing is so wrong. Read your Bible if you have one. I'm a Christian and very proud to say so, too. By the way, she uh, spells two with T-O. Sorry, it's <laughs> not right. As far as I'm concerned, he should remain in prison for the rest of his life. Well, well
2: if, she's so, if she thinks life's so sacred, why would she want to uh, put him behind bars? I he's mean, a murderer. He, but he's not a murderer.
12: He, he is. He hates God. Okay, whatever.
3: Well, if he was convicted as a murderer and he's such a horrible man, why is he only in prison for eight years? Should they allow this awful human being to roam the streets?
2: Well, I, I think that um, when, you, when you get into this area, uh, you're talking about society and uh, trying to uh, straddle the line between punishment and rehabilitation. I think it's pretty clear that Doctor Kevorkian isn't going to run out and kill somebody in the street for their wallet. I mean, society, people don't have anything to fear from him from a criminal standpoint. I I, I think that the judges would and you know the the, the parole officers understand that and hopefully that that's the reason they 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 felt like he he got enough punishment. He said he's not going to do it anymore. Whether he goes back on his word or not is another thing, and they can certainly smack him with an, um more time. But you know. I, I think that they,
0: I think that they were trying to do the right thing. I hope the people that feel this way, this woman here says, I, she says, I have worked in a nursing home and seen much suffering. Yes, it's very sad, but their time to go is God's time, not ours. I hope you come down with something. Awful. Well, I hope that when you get older, you have something worse than Lou Gehrig's disease, and you just waste and rot away, and you just feel terrible every single day of your life, and I hope that one of those days, you come to understand exactly what these individuals who decided to end their lives, uh, d- how they were feeling. I really, I wish that upon you, you bitch. Well, I,
2: I wouldn't wish that upon anyone, but, um, you know, it happens to people, and to To try to make their decisions for them based on some kind of weird religious uh, belief that you have, whether that religious uh, belief is held by many people or held by few, it doesn't make it any
0: more um, unfounded. Yeah, how dare you? Who do you think you are being able to determine for someone else whether or not they get to live or die? I really, I really just find that to be despicable. Absolutely sickening to me. 1-800-259-9231. 1-800-259-9231. So thank goodness Jack Orkian is out, and he can continue doing his good work and uh, and helping people and, and helping promote the idea of assisted suicide being a legitimate thing that, that should be able to happen in a so-called free country. Let's continue with the calls here. I believe we have somebody on the line. It is Nick in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Nick. Hi, guys. Hey, what's on your mind?
13: Uh, well, I we wanted to talk about um, safer cigarettes. Okay. Because um, the topic had come up, um, it was a few days ago, you guys were talking about um, secondhand tobacco smoke. Smoke, and right. And some stories related to that. Um, and uh, somebody mentioned American Spirits, which actually happened to be the brand I smoke. Mm. And um, if you do a little bit of digging, you'll find that they are additive-free. And um, they have about, t- compared to Marlboro's, they have about twice the nicotine and like a third of the tar per cigarette. Mm-hmm. Um, but somebody was saying that they didn't advertise that as heavily as they could, um, and the reason for that is there are actually laws in place um, that prevent them advertising as a safer um, cigarette. Oh, I see. Even but, if there's clinical studies or scientific data that backs it up.
2: Well, can they just claim, make make the claim that they have half the tar? I know that uh, they must be able to do that. I, I they... Remember.
13: They do advertise very heavily that it's all-natural and it's additive-free, and they'll, they'll send you a list with, um, like, 300-plus ingredients that other tobacco companies use as additives that right. they do not use hmm. um, if you request it. But they, uh, but
0: they can't they claim that it's on, safer.
13: Right. They have to put on every ad, um, no additives in our tobacco does not mean a safer cigarette, which is obviously not what the ad implies because it says, you right. know, they, <laughs> nothing... Hey, Nothing you don't think nature, that now like is
0: American Spirit an independent company or is it manufactured by one of the big boys?
13: Um, they're I think they may have started as an independent. I'm not 100% sure on that, but they are They're a subsidiary of uh RJ Reynolds, which is a number 2 tobacco producer in the US.
0: Interesting.
2: Sometimes the uh, you know, subsidiaries can be left hands off. I think RJ Reynolds probably sees the uh, niche opportunity with these and I would hope that they stay the heck out of um, American Spirits' business as they run their little subsidiary. In some cases, they run just like a portion of the company.
13: There you go. Right. I, I think it is relatively hands-off. It's a it's a niche market for the most part. Nick, thanks
0: for clarifying that. We appreciate yep. hearing from you tonight. 800-259-9231. Frank in New York, your calls as well. Ladies first, if you make the calls, 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Uh, still to come here tonight, we've got a lot to talk about. Including an email tax? Oh boy. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up anything. Toll-free number for you, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free, including the wiki. Over 1,350 pages created by listeners just like you. Head over to wiki.freetalklive.com to see what that's all about. It is free, of course. That's wiki. W-I-K-I dot freetalklive.com. And the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival better known as Pork Fest, It's June 18th through the 24th. At Pork Fest, you'll be able to tour New Hampshire on special Free State Project bus tours or on your own. Hear and discuss the progress and the future of the Free State Project and discover new freedoms, new communities, and new beginnings. Register today at porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. And of course, we're going to be there as well. So just an uh, an added bonus, uh, we will be attending Porkfest o- over the weekend portion. It's mm-hmm. a huge event. It, it lasts an entire week. A lot of uh, it's sort of like an open format during the week. Pretty much, uh, there are some things to do off site. It's it's happening at a campground. You can hang out at the campground with the people that are there, or or go off to a, a shooting tournament, or climb a mountain, or you know, a variety of different activities during the week. And then the weekend is really going to be sort of the the hub of the uh, the the get-togethers and the the speeches and the, the panels and that sort of thing. So we're going to be there, uh, I think, all weekend long, basically Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to seeing you there at Porkfest dot com. All right, let's talk to Frank in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Frank.
12: Uh, good evening. Uh, I'm putting on my theologian's hat tonight. Oh, yeah. and interesting. Brushing off my doctorate of divinity degree. So <laughs> what I want to say is this, uh, Jack of Uh, you know, those that choose to end their life with tremendous pain and suffering, I think existentially have every right to do that. Absolutely. Why can a government or a religion call for a war whereby (laughs) the faithful are going to be slaughtered for really what purpose?
0: Politics.
12: Absolutely. And if we take a Weberian view of religion... We begin to realize that historically, all religions have been created for men and women, by men and women, yep, often, absolutely. to control them in areas that prevent them from having happiness. be it uh, sexual happiness, be it economic happiness, such as, you know, greed is terrible, it is more difficult for the wealthy man or woman to pass through uh, into heaven. It with riches from earth than it is to enter the eye of a needle. So we have all these wonderful little metaphors and allegories and things, but in the end we mm-hmm. are here and we have the freedom to believe or not to believe. And I just wanted to mention this afternoon I finished reading Christopher Hitchens' new book. Oh uh, yeah. That's God is all... not great. It's excellent. It's a wonderful very simple critique.
0: I saw um, Hitchens. Uh, this guy is is, um, is very funny to watch. He's this uh, British guy. Mark, have you ever seen yes, this guy before? Yes, but his book
12: no. is superb. Oh. I mean, I was just... Oh, I wasn't. No, I was taking it. a
0: shot at him. He's he's funny, as in it's a it's amusing when he gets on a uh, like a, a television show, one of those talking head shows, and he's very deadpan. He's got the got sort of a heavy British accent, even though he was raised in America. Okay. Um, and he's got the he's just very deadpan, and he's very atheist. And the way that he just brushes off his uh, his opponents in a in a debate
12: is just it's very amusing. If you <laughs> well, he's want, very if you entertaining. News, he's also ahead. a very good bon vivant at the dinner table, and a superb drinker as well.
0: Go uh, to, <laughs> uh, as far as his politics goes, I think he's a lefty, but uh, he's just very entertaining on the atheist versus God thing. And if you well, want to be entertained, book, go to YouTube and type in his name. There are all kinds of clips. Yeah,
12: I think basically what, what's great about the book is that it offers a critique, especially uh, that everyone can sort of see the connection with religion, especially monotheistic religion, being used to separate Separate people in the world, mm-hmm. uh, and to use religion as a basis, you know, for war. And I think we're seeing that right now in the Middle East. And uh, what Bush and his colleagues would call, or even, even let's say Jimmy Swaggart or Jerry Falwell, would have called the clash of cultures or the crisis of cultures. Uh, in a sense, t- tying it to religion just shows really how nasty and how may be non-spiritual. Absolutely. Uh, you know, the application of religion It's hypocritical. in the political you can't be, domain. It, you know, it's so hypocritical. Exist. Enough said, guys. Uh, yeah. But listen, I enjoyed the show, and I'm on my computer, so I I still have text-to-word process and things to do, but I always enjoy the show.
0: You're the man, Frank. Thank you for the call. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. You know, he's right. Um, as far as the... Like the Christian religion, they say one thing and then they do another. And I understand there are independent Christians out there, many of them listen to our show, who... Right. Well, that's
2: the reason you just can't group these people, because they all have that. different um, thought processes. Right, it's but, very difficult.
0: But generally, the ones that get the attention in the news, those Christians, the Pat Robertson types of Christians, they preach a message in their church of loving one another, but... Then they hate Muslims and they hate gays. Islam, and right, they hate gays and they hate atheists, and they, you know, they hate, hate, hate. What doesn't that contradict the message that you're supposed to be teaching? I, I don't understand. And it's widespread, it is, it's infection, it's, it has infected their religion.
3: Yes, those are the Christians that give Christianity and religion a really bad name,
0: they absolutely do. Let's go to the phones and talk to Tim in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Tim.
5: Hey, uh, I, I, I was uh, reading the Constitution the other day, uh, the state Constitution for New Hampshire, mm-hmm. and there is Article Six A of the second part of the Constitution restricts the use of revenues from from. Uh, well, here, let me just read it for you. Uh, all revenue in excess of the necessary costs of collection and administration accruing to the state. From registration fees, operator's licenses, gasoline road tolls, or any other special charges or taxes respect, with respect to the operation of motor vehicles or the sale or consumption of motor vehicle fuels shall be appropriated and used exclusively for the construction, reconstruction, and maintenance of public highways within the state, including the supervision of traffic thereon.
0: Okay. Can That's you David. translate
2: that?
5: Okay. I have trouble with legalese.
2: All the road money right. needs to go to roads.
5: Exactly. Um now, it it lists particular uh, taxes and fees and stuff, but then it says, uh, or any other special charges or taxes re- with respect to the operation of motor vehicles, which mm-hmm. I interpret to be to include things like motor vehicle fines, if you get a speeding ticket or something like that.
0: Yeah, that would well, make sense.
5: Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that, that's what it seems to mean to me. But uh, a couple of years ago, our legislature. Increased uh, the fine amounts for speeding in New Hampshire, mm-hmm. and I discovered about which, of course, a year stopped ago, all the
2: speeding. Right? <laughs> uh,
5: yeah. Uh, I found out that about a year, about a year ago, I found out that um, that a lot of the in- increase in in uh, revenue was being spent on various social programs that were totally unrelated. To no. That.
2: Yeah. Politicians yep. misappropriating yep. funds.
0: Wait a minute! Politicians going outside of the state constitution? Yep. And then, uh,
5: so they had. There was a, a bill that was submitted. Uh, it was about a year ago to lower the fines back to the way they were before. Mm-hmm. And I went there to to speak on behalf of myself. And the uh, you know there were a bunch of people in there. But I was the only person who was in favor of lowering the fines. Hmm. Uh, Everybody else was uh, were bureaucrats from various uh, yeah, more money for the states. Sure, they said you know if 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 we if we don't get this money in, we can't afford to uh, operate these different social programs that (laughs) we're and uh, you know so I've got a trial coming up uh, in the next uh, month or two. You got a Um, trial for speeding? For speeding, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna mention that and see what happens.
0: Have you um have you uh, encountered Mark Stevens Adventures in Legal Land?
5: Um I, I haven't read that. I, I think I've heard of it, but it's I a pretty,
0: it. It's a pretty interesting approach to uh, courtroom tactics. I highly recommend you take a look into it. It might give you a little bit of inspiration for an alternative way to approach your, your uh, courtroom situation there. Go to com. There's some excerpts from the book and some essays that Mark Stevens has written. I think you're going to like that. And, uh, Tim, thanks for the call, and good luck. Let us know how it goes. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL cai toll-free line for you. Uh, Still to come here, the email tax or some sort of internet tax on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves. Toll-free number, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you.
3: And Julia. And
0: Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free, so enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. You like the show? You want to help support us? Well, then become a Free Talk Live amplifier. A lot of our listeners have decided to do that, over 380 of them, as a matter of fact, for as little as three bucks a month. All you have to do is go to amp.freetalklive.com. Amp stands, by the way, for advertise, market, and promote. And the concept is simple. Basically, you like the show, you decide to send us three bucks a month via many major credit card or PayPal account or one of our alternative methods and all the details are there at amp.freetalklive.com. But what we do is we take that money in and we turn it around into promoting Free Talk Live. Uh, We advertise the show to other radio stations to get on more stations. The month of May, for instance, we increased our station count by 25% in one month. That's a big increase. Yeah, it was, uh, was huge. And the reason we were able to do that was because of the Free Talk Live amplifiers. Next week, I mentioned earlier in the show tonight that we're going to New York City on Friday and Saturday night next week to, uh, to attend the Talkers Magazine New Media Seminar, which is a, you know, a, a shindig. It's a, a convention where the talk radio bigwigs and decision makers and some of the hosts will get together all in the same hotel and they do a convention thing. And so we went to that last year, and we're going again this year because of the amplifiers. You guys make it possible. So if you want to help support the show, head to amp.freetalklive.com. You'll learn about the perks you get, which include access to the amp-only chat room, forum, and phone lines as well. Amp.freetalklive.com. Let's go to the phones. Ladies, first, it's Kathy in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Kathy.
14: Oh, hi. Hi. Um, well, I wanted to comment on Kevorkian. You were talking about him. Yes. In particular, uh, about all the religious people or specifically Catholics, who are saying that what he did and anybody that commits suicide is committing a sin mm-hmm. because it, it is up to God to decide when it is time for you to die. So they say. Right. Well, I was wondering if any of them go to the doctor or take medicine. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, there exactly. are religions that don't, isn't it? Uh, I
0: guess yeah, I but not most just, Christians. No, not, not most, most Christians. Christians.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Right.
0: Most Christians are more than happy to have their kids at a hospital and go to the doctor when they get injured or whatever. And yeah, you're saying they're hypocritical, right?
14: Well, I'm saying that if, if your logic is that it's up to God to decide um, whether you live or die, isn't any kind of human intervention a sin?
0: It, it, absolutely, but the problem is they don't have logic. They just they get to arbitrarily decide uh, what is right and what is wrong because there's no logic behind their religion. It's man-made and uh, man tends to, uh, you know, the men that made uh, religion, you know, they created it to make it so you could interpret it however you wanted to, basically. Kathy?
8: Yeah,
0: I'm,
14: I'm listening. I'm sorry. <laughs> do you have
0: any other thoughts for us?
14: Well, um, I am a Christian, you know, but I, I do believe that there is a certain element of uh, man madeness to the Christian religion. Well,
2: uh, there, there, there certainly is. And, you know, I think God gave us good sense, too.
14: Well, yeah, and God gave us... The intelligence and the curiosity to research stuff, that is why humans, you know, studied medicine and all this other stuff, you know.
0: You, as a Christian, Kathy, um, are you a church-going Christian?
14: Yes.
2: Okay. How often?
0: Uh, are we talking to Easter uh, Sunday here, or no, you, you no, make no, it every no. week? No,
14: almost every week. Some okay. some weeks we don't make it.
0: What's uh, What's the denomination?
14: Uh,
2: Baptist.
0: Okay, it's the largest one in the United States. Now, as a uh, as a practicing Christian, do you feel like there are a number of Christians out there in the public light that are giving Christianity a bad name? Um,
14: I think it's more of a they don't know how to communicate <laughs> to people that aren't Christians. As
0: a, as a Christian, how do you feel about uh, gay people?
14: Well, I my my feelings have. Fluctuated, and, and it's all depending on uh, what I've encountered and, and what I experience. Um, for a long time, I thought, oh, you know, it is a sin. And then I, it changed to, well, you know what? If they can't help the way they are. That's, you know, that's how they were born. Mm-hmm. And, you know, recently it's kind of turned into a, well, I don't know, and I'm not going to know <laughs> until I die and get to talk to God on my own about it, you know, but. Maybe it is something that they were born like that, or maybe it's something that something has happened to them in their life that they don't realize that that's what made them gay. Or I, I don't know. Essentially, I've come to the point where I don't really know anything about it, and that's okay with me. I think that's well, a fair answer. I think
2: I vacillated on that particular issue myself. Um, I definitely there's definitely a time in my life when I said that uh, I would have said that all homosexuality is a result of mental illness, but you know. There are some people that are gay because of their circumstances and things that happen to them, and there are some people that are gay because they were born that way. is it the way I see like, it now.
0: It, I, I see that Mark and I, I, and we've seen examples of both of those, but mm-hmm. it seems to be uh, from what I've, uh, from what I understand, the things I've read that. Most gay men and women will highlight the, uh, the the fact that they've always been that way. A lot of them will. Um, Most that's of for them.
2: certain. Well, it's convenient to do that, by the way. I mean, you know, you would well, there's one, no one no would reason hate for them to, to lie. That, what's that? There's no reason for them to lie about that. No, no, I'm I'm not saying they're lying, but um, one's mind does play tricks on one. I mean, it's it's a lot better than saying I'm mentally ill. You know, I'm gay because I was diddled when I was younger, or something like that.
3: When you think about the nature of sexuality, uh, if I'm attracted to somebody, I can't help who I'm attracted to. I'm just naturally attracted to certain people, certain physical traits or whatever. So when I think about that, I mean, how can you tell these people that they shouldn't be attracted to them? if? Hold on.
2: I think I can rebut that, Julia. Um, my cousin is, uh, you know, he's, he's younger than I am, and um, my aunt and uncle adopted uh, Vietnamese uh, uh, brother and sister from a viet, a viet Cong general um he brought him over, and um I guess the guy died anyway, so he had these two Vietnamese kids that he adopted um Hong and lee mcdonald um they <laughs> <laughs> um, and they help helped sort of raise uh my cousin Michael now uh Michael only dates Asian women. I wonder why that is. do you think he imprinted on Lee when she was taking care of him I mean do you kind of see what I'm saying? He was imprinted on. Something happened. Not Michael wasn't born a guy who dates Asian women. Right. Michael became a guy who dated Asian women.
0: So
3: well, now, there are some environmental factors as well.
0: I right. didn't deny that. I didn't deny it right. no, 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 I, I didn't either. All, all I, just, I was saying is that most people right. will, will chalk it up to you. Right, they've, and they've I'm pointing out,
2: I bet, couldn't, wouldn't it be convenient for Michael if if dating Asian women was a sin or a crime or something like that to just say... Oh, I, Nothing happened to me. I was born liking Asian women.
0: I, I see where you're coming from on that. <laughs> Kathy, any other thoughts for us tonight?
14: No, that was pretty much all I wanted to say. Thank,
0: Thank you for you. the call. We appreciate it. Go take care of your dog. 800-259-9231. You know, I got in, in trouble one time for
2: um, on the show for uh, actually using the term oriental rather than Asian.
0: I That's, I, that's de- derogatory, right?
2: It's supposedly, um, but I think it's mostly on the West Coast where there's more Asian people than there are... Um, you're you know, not... A, where, where oriental is... Is derogatory. They have Oriental food, Oriental rugs, but, but not you don't Oriental. Have Oriental people. <laughs> it's it's completely it, it's a misnomer and it's um like getting too PC because uh, what about Russians?
0: They they they're live in Oriental Asia. right?
2: No, Russians um, live in Asia, but they're white. They're not Oriental.
0: Well, I thought the Orient was a certain area on, in the world. Right, right. Well, I think it, um, Oriental would certainly very
2: accurately describe somebody um, who's you know got sort of yellowish skin and sort of slanty eyes, um, whereas <laughs> the um you know the term asian doesn't necessarily mean that i mean Mm. people live in um, asia and russia and they don't have those things
0: so mark were you saying before that your friend was um born and he was raised in a family where there were um some asian kids and that's why he likes asians um i i I think
2: i strongly believe that my cousin um imprinted on my other cousin who's um asian when he was being raised i mean you know she was his mother was going to work and doing things that mothers do, you know, to earn money. And uh, his his cousin would do a lot of babysitting for
0: it. Right. And and I see where you're coming from on that. But excuse it, me, his sister. It's not this. It's not really the same as sexual orientation. It's that's more of like a sexual preference, as far. Well, uh, versus, Julia
2: was using the terminology preference.
0: Um, when okay, well, you know. I'm I'm using the terminology sexual orientation. And as far as that is concerned, the people who the the gay men and women who are are saying, I've always been gay. They were attracted to the same sex at the youngest age they can possibly remember – I don't think that's quite the same as somebody who's 13 and decides he likes Asians. That's I don't
2: all. know that he was 13 when it occurred. I mean, it could very well I have occurred was, much younger. I doubt it. five. I, be, I bet he was.
0: Well,
2: I mean, that was the time when, you know, she's changing diapers and all that stuff's going on. You know, I mean, people, it, human sexuality is a funny,
0: weird thing. It sure is. And and either way you slice it, whether it's environment or whether it's, uh, or both, or a combination mm-hmm. of uh, nature, Either way, if you're a believer in God, then God w- was he, he was either hands off or hands on on that and it's certainly not a, right. and a, if it he wasn't was not a
2: conscious choice to be evil? If he was hands off on it, he put me in this world, he created this world and I became whatever I became. I right. mean, how do you really blame me? I mean,
0: if if God is indeed hands on, why did he create uh, homosexuality in the first place, right? Maybe it's not so bad after all. I, eight, one eight, I, I can say it's not so bad. i met some great great gay people. They're friendly. They're fun. There's nothing wrong with them. They just have different sexual choices. Hour number three is on the way. You can take control. It's Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number three, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the website are completely free, so enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. Coming up, we're going to talk Internet taxes. They are being proposed, and that's Kind of scary. But first, we're going to the phones. And Chris in Indianapolis, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Hey, Chris, what's on your mind?
15: Uh, I was wanting to talk about privatizing the military. Yes, sir. Um, I called in a few weeks ago, and, well, actually, it was about a week ago. I talked to Ian about privatizing the military, and uh, I didn't quite get through with it. Um, pretty much, uh, privatizing the military, as far as Ian is concerned, it's pretty much happening the way that you could best imagine it, uh, because private companies like uh, Raytheon, um, uh, Lockheed, Boeing, you know, they compete over contracts, you know, like for the Joint Strike Fighter, per se. Okay. And, well, that's where the real power is, are these jets that cannot be shot down, cannot be shot down by missiles or jets. And Basically, they own the entire sky over the entire planet
0: Mm -hmm.
15: um, with a Joint Strike Fighter or a YF-22, which was created by Lockheed or Boeing. Um, If these companies were to actually go over to, say, China, and I only use China because they draw a lot of money right now, Uh um, they could afford to maybe buy out these guys and say, okay, well, you you don't have to bring your whole company, just bring your blueprints. Now they have the Joint Strike Fighter, the YF-22, and, of course, the new unmanned vehicles, which can pull over, you know, like 15 Gs or something like that. I mean, Yeah, that's it, a, it wouldn't be unheard I mean, of uh, for, uh, for
0: other countries to contract with, uh, with private companies in America and, and manufacture weapons. That's been done.
15: You know, well, what I'm saying is basically, like, if the person is not necessarily in it for their family members who live in the U.S., they might be in it for, just say, let's say, the money. I mean, I, I brought up the Enron thing, and those guys, I mean, that's about as sleazy as you could possibly get, and it's all about the money for them. And, you know, let's say if they go to China and they make a ridiculous amount of money, and the Chinese government could say, oh, well, not necessarily will we give you the money, but we'll give you, like, these ridiculous palaces, and, I mean, unbelievable amounts of power and slaves, and, you know, because, I mean, mm-hmm. after all, they're communists. So, But...
0: And the And the I point mean, of it, is, let me see if I understand what you're saying. You're saying that China or whatever theoretical country China would offer yeah. the Lockheed company and all these other weapons manufacturers all uh, oodles and oodles of money to to build weapons for them, and then what
15: well, if they can do that, I mean you got to think that the y twenty two and these new these new uh well, then the unmanned vehicles. I mean, they can literally shoot down everything in the sky, and they can own the skies over the United States and bomb at will. Mm-hmm. And it would be uh, it would be very dangerous. Of course, I don't believe Lockheed or Boeing or anybody like that is going to actually do something like that. Okay, well, let me say that first. I, I don't know either. Families, um, and,
2: but what would be the in, in Ian's world? What I, I'm I'm sort of struggling with this whole uh, private army thing myself. I'm, I'm not ready to go for it. I, I don't think people can accept it very quickly, but I, uh,
0: I don't like that terminology. I don't, I don't want a private army. I don't want any armies. Okay. Whatever. I, just want to take the, uh, I just want to take defense out of the hands of the government. That's all. I'm not advocating right. privatization of the military. I'm advocating the ab- abolition of the military.
2: What would be the point in controlling the skies over America if there was no power structure to take over? One of the cool things about uh, you know, invading a country is they go right into the Capitol. They get right at the Capitol buildings. They, you know, they yeah, take those over. They clear state, the, that the that politicians is. out. But there's no politicians to clear out in Ian's world.
15: That's true, and in the world it actually would be a thing that you wouldn't need to take over by military whatsoever. But the thing about it, you know, you do actually have these people who are tyrannical, and you Mm -hmm. do have those people Mm -hmm. who can say, well, you know, if I have the power, I'm going to use it.
0: Right, they're in our government today.
15: Right, and, you know, I I don't doubt that one bit. I don't doubt that one bit, but that that kind of power, that kind of um, ability over some other entire people Is it's a lot. I mean, I'm happy the the United States actually does have this power, and no one else does. Um, Why? I'm glad that
0: just because the United States maniacs have that power, that makes you feel good.
15: Right. Well, they're all maniacs. I believe that they're all maniacs. Every single government. I mean, and the United States
0: is the least maniac of them all. I disagree. Uh, Uh, I disagree. I mean, all evidence points. Name one country that would be better off. Uh, well, first of all, the United States military in the United States is the really the only country in the world, maybe besides, I think, Israel, and that's according to a com article. But uh, it's yeah. the only country that's out there invading other countries and, and uh, on, a, on a mass scale and uh, and and doing harm to others. I mean, the other countries in the world really aren't doing too much. I mean, there may be some t- little fights in Africa and maybe some border wars in a few places. But a as, far lot, as far as a lot of hegemony and no, ruling the world... Honestly, I don't know if Honestly, I agree
2: entirely with that, but go ahead
15: in in if if these other countries had the y f twenty two they would be doing the other it would be doing the exact same right. thing. Right, they're spending I their time um, be-
2: oppressing their own people rather than other people. And yes. the United States has yes. has yes. some pretty good intentions at heart, or at least and, labels its intentions pretty well.
0: Well, right, there's a reason believe- to oppress your own people. As far as from a governmental perspective, you want cont- total control over the landmass, and you want total control over the people so you can extract wealth from them. And, and there's a and- reason
2: for the United States to want to oppress the whole world. That way they can do control the landmass.
15: I do believe this is true, and I believe that... The United States is actually doing this, but I do believe that they are doing it. Uh, this is kind of ridiculous, but less than most other types of government. Most other countries. The United
0: country. States it's is a the only... kinder,
2: gentler no, empire. No, it's not. It is not. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the is. only country yeah, that's
0: ever so used an atomic weapon. I mean, this is insanely violent and destructive, and it's the United States military that is the reason why that uh, people around the world hate us. And as far as your your theory, Chris, that uh, this. this you know, China's going to come here and bomb the American cities, once again... As they market- won't. They won't.
15: Okay. They won't. I know that they won't. Okay. I'm well, the then, modern day.
0: Well, all right, fine. Well, I wanted to still still make a point on that. Even if there were some madman that wanted to acquire these, uh, you know, these bombers and that sort of thing, I would much rather entrust my defense to the marketplace, which has the ability to innovate and compete and, uh, and it cost... It is
8: very
15: powerful, and what is actually happening is... The, is the marketplace is what created the YF-22 Raptor, and it is what is creating the, the the fighters that have no pilots. I mean, it's what's making these things. It's what's making yeah. But
0: but that's not ch- going to be space. wrong I mean, though. It's not a free market that's making those things. It's a regulated, controlled market. It's a market um, by and for the government, um, by you know the governmental uh, f- their friends who happen to run these a, uh, military industrial <laughs> industries, and that's what it is. What it, is. That,
15: it is a market that is actually created, it was made inside of the United States. Lockheed Martin was created inside the United States. Thus, that's it's also
0: a market that's funded through uh, through the printing press. Um, all of these weapons right. are You're very, very expensive.
15: Right. You're right, and they're blowing it way out of proportion, but you are right.
0: Thanks, Chris. We appreciate the call. 800-259-9231. I want to make it clear. I am not in favor of privatizing the military. I'm in favor of abolishing Government military and allowing the free market to come up with defensive options for people. I would much rather trust my safety to people in search of profit than a bunch of bureaucrats, which is all the military is just another bureaucracy. It's just another government program.
2: I, I would I would agree with that largely. Um, I think that it when it comes to violence, that the government generally has a monopoly on that, and I'm not willing to take that monopoly away from the government at this point.
0: And I, um, again, am not too concerned with uh, some country coming over here and flying their jets through our skies and trying to terrorize America, because as you pointed out, Mark, in a world without government structures, there's no government, uh, there's no infrastructure to take over. So what are you going to do? Bomb a city? There's no one in charge. No one can come up with a ransom money for you. There's, there's nothing to attack and there's nothing to take over. If you want to come and just uh, destroy America, well, you can You go after large have.
2: businesses and say, um, you know, we're going to do such and such to your cities and to your
0: factories if you
2: don't, you know, we're going to bomb you if you don't give us money.
0: Yeah, you, you could do that, and then that, uh, that factory would probably have a real incentive to actually hire some private defense with that mm-hmm. money instead. They because, sure again, the, uh, if there really are this, in the free marketplace, if there really are these scary people out there that could do these evil, horrible things, then that means there's going to be a demand created for and defensive services, and it's, those defensive services it's businesses are going to be that awesome. need,
2: It's It's businesses that need this kind of protection. Um, no country wants to come over here and bomb our trailer
0: parks. Yeah, exactly right. So let them provide for their own damn protection. It's not my responsibility. you can take control of the airwaves. Coming up, Internet Taxes, it's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control, toll-free. 800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got updates. You get signed up. We'll clue you in whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show at updates.freetalklive.com. That's updates.freetalklive.com. By the way, I sent an update out today. We've got our brand-new torrent file online for the month of May. So what you can do is you go to freetalklive.com, you download the torrent with uh, one of the BitTorrent clients out there, and we link to one of them on our site if you don't have one. And all at once, an entire month's worth of shows will download to your computer. So you don't have to click on each one that you want to download. You just get the entire month at once. makes it real easy. freetalklive.com
2: Do you know know if your hard-earned wealth is at risk? If you have a business, there's a one-in-three chance you'll be named in a lawsuit in the next year. That lawsuit could destroy your business and leave you penniless. At KeepYourAssets.net, they are experts in sheltering what you've earned. So go to KeepYourAssets.net and take their asset protection crash course today. That's
0: KeepYourAssets.net. So let's go to the phones and to the fun. It's Ed in Nevada. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Ed. Hello, Ed in Nevada. Hello, Ed. I just wanted-
7: Hey guys, um, I was wondering the story with Michael Vick in the news. I wondered with uh, the dog fights, the pit fights, if you had any thoughts. Of,
0: I'm not sure uh, what you're even referring to.
7: Michael Vick uh, from the Atlanta Falcons, he got busted, or is it in a scandal right now with oh. with pit fights uh, going on in this property and whether mm. he was involved or gambling?
0: Is this breaking the, news? Is this today's news?
7: Uh, it's been around for a few days, maybe a week or two.
0: Okay, shows those sports fans developed. we are. <laughs> well, well, now hold on a second. I mean, normally uh, if it's a big sports news, it'll make it to the you know the the, the front the page. Front page. See it, yeah. So I'm surprised I didn't spot it. But I knew that,
2: uh, I'd, I'd heard the name and I knew he was in some kind of legal trouble, and that's where it all ended for
0: me. So what about it?
7: Well, I mean, it's a felony. It's illegal. It doesn't stop it from going on. You know, uh, there's, it's a pit fight. You know, for those that don't know, they put him in like a Ten by ten little arena, and they mm-hmm. encourage these dogs to fight each other. They breed them to be aggressive. And I grew up around these type of dogs, you know, not pit fighting dogs, but loving dogs. And the breed's kind of been monstered, you know, bastardized by uh, the incentive, the, the illegal side of it. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to know if you guys had. I would assume Ian, you're not in favor of making it, you know, a law against it, because you know, from a government stance. But how would you, or would you? discouraged it to going on you know uh, it is a social,
0: brutal thing social ostracism i mean i think it's a horrible thing what they're doing to those dogs of uh, forcing them to to fight and start you know basically you you create a, an angry dog by starving it and beating it and then you you know you put it in the ring and it it fights with another starved beaten dog uh it fights to the death in in most cases and that's that's horrible but as you pointed out it's still going on in fact not only is it still going on today but the fact that it's illegal Makes your dog uh, at risk. Now, if you got a little, you know, yappy dog, probably not too much at risk. But if your medium to large sized dog is roaming the streets, maybe the, you know, little uh, snappy gets out of the house and's running around the streets, and then one of these underground dog fighting rings spots it, they might very well pull over and pick up your dog, put it in the back of their vehicle, and then, you know, put it in the ring. This is not unheard of in the black marketplace. It's, it's true. They, you know, that,
2: that'd be sort of like a uh, squash match in wrestling. They just want some dog that's going to lose, because obviously these pitfalls are bred and trained to fight, whereas your uh, house pet is not going to be very good
0: at it. Exactly. So it's it, as you pointed out, rightly so. It's going on today, and our animals may be at risk as a result of that. So let's allow it to happen in the free marketplace, and let's ostracize those individuals that we discover are actually participating in, uh, in that activity. I, I highly doubt that pit fighting will become so popular that, you know, it's going to be like WrestleMania. I don't think it's ever going to blow up to that level. But if it does blow up to that level, then it says a lot about who we are as a people, doesn't it?
7: Hey, I, well, I, I've listened to your guys from your show for a long time, a couple of years now, actually. And I would kind of figured you'd go this route. But the only question, maybe to take it to a little extremer example, sure, is what about, you know, toddler cage fighting or, you know, give them a little switchblades and let them took it out you,
2: know, well, that you would don't be... own your you don't own your child like you own an animal, so um it it doesn't really work that way i mean
0: well, once again, I mean, you're asking me about a world with no government. Of course, in Marx's world, with a small government, right? A small I'd send the cops in. Right, Mark would send in the cops. In my world, um, I would just simply say that if you have somebody who's abusing their kids, and I would qualify that as abuse, if you've got someone who's abusing their kids, then you should do on your own what the, what you normally would hire the cops to do or ask the cops to do. And what you're asking the cops to do in that circumstance is kidnapping. You're asking them to go in there and either kidnap the kid from the bad parents or take the parents away from the kid. One or the other, you want them to come in and remove a human being with force from that situation. And I just say, why not uh, take out the middleman and you do it yourself or you decide who to hire or, you know, hire Mark's
13: kidnapping, service. kidnapping
0: service to uh, to go and kidnap the kid. If the, uh, the parent, the abusive parents take you to take you to arbitration over kidnapping their kid, then you come forward with uh, with videotape and, and audio tape or whatever evidence you have that they were. Putting their children in infant death rings, and uh, I think that the arbitration court's going to side with you, personally.
3: And if, as a private organization, a private arbitration organization, if you were to wrongly, if you were to wrongly side with, for example, if you were to side with the taking the children away when in fact there was no evidence that the children were being abused. You probably wouldn't stay in business very long because that would make people very outraged.
0: Right, arbitrators in in a free market actually have to they're beholden to market forces, unlike government courts who you know they make arbit, they make arbitrary decisions and there's nothing there's they're completely immune from uh, from responsibility for the decisions they make. So arbitrators, what you're saying, Julia, is they have to make the best decisions according to the evidence that they have, otherwise they won't continue to get business, and that's an important factor here. Does that make sense, Ed?
7: Oh, it does. I, uh, you know, I, I have this argument with, you now I've been a libertarian for a long time, and I really wrestle trying to explain these concepts to, uh, you know, my friends and family. And where I really break down is on this issue of, like, you know, if like vaccinations for children. Is that child abuse? Mark brought that up the other day, I believe. Mm-hmm. You, know, is, you know, what one person thinks is treating a kid right, is, is that abuse? And, you know, with animals, cruelty to animals, you know, but right. if there's no laws... You know but the the
2: cruelty to animals thing is like I you know pointed out the other day is is a really slippery slope I mean you know to me, there's definitely cruelty um to animals when you you know just go out and kick your dog in your front yard for fun, break its ribs, and you know stomp on its head or whatever it is that that people do and I know that people do terrible things to their animals sometimes um and it's it's sick but you know somebody would consider that um cruelty somebody would consider butchering a cow to make hamburgers cruelty and, and in which case I'm cruel at least 3 times a day and, and bullfighting
0: i think is an awful uh sport but yet i'm interested
2: it's loved. i'm interested in going to see it really yeah i am it's kind of sick i'm interested in seeing it yeah, well there you go
0: any other thoughts for us ed no
7: Great talk, guys. Hey, thank easy. you
0: very much. We appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You know, it's tough because people they feel like, well, something's wrong, so therefore we need the government to handle it. But you, you two wrongs don't make a right. And the fact is, whenever the whenever you're asking the government to do something, whether it be putting the the dog abuser in jail or the ch- child abuser in jail, you're harming everyone else at the same time because you're forcing everyone to pay for it. You're forcing everyone to pay for the violence against that one individual, which means you're being violent against everyone in order to make right one particular instance of violence. And again, two wrongs don't make a right. So let's let the marketplace handle it. Let's let the marketplace come up with a an intricate market-based system of ostracism that'll really be much more effective. I think it would work. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. <laughs> This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up what you want, toll-free, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL, CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us online, freetalklive.com. All the features for free, so enjoy those on us. And that includes the live streams, broadband version of the show, dial-up version. Two sizes will fit virtually any Internet connection for free. freetalklive.com. Continuing the calls, let's go to Eric in Michigan. Eric, you're on Free Talk Live.
6: Hey, and this one's for you. How would okay. you feel about an ostracism-based, uh, rather, government-based ostracism system? Please explain. Okay, well, how about if we keep the government in place, but if you don't pay your taxes as opposed to running people down with guns and sending them to jail, how about instead we just ostracize them? So we get the entire community to realize that the government is here for our protection, and it will actually be in this time, in this system.
0: Are the and taxes people... voluntary?
6: Exactly. So then people you don't have a government pay... anymore. No, well, that's the thing. That's the thing. is I think most people would still pay. So let's say... Uh, Let's say it's a time of war, right? Mm-hmm. I think that most people would feel inclined to pay because they feel like they need the protection and they need the military there. But in a time that wasn't you know, a non-war time, then most people wouldn't pay and the government would just shrink to adapt.
0: I, I like – I am fine with the idea of a uh, a government that has voluntary taxes. In fact, I'd like to see that happen here in uh, in Keene eventually. I was just thinking that. Were you? Yeah. What do you mean?
3: Well, we're planning a run here for city council in Keene. I'm not. Well, you're not, but I am. I'm running for city council here in Keene. And so we've been sort of brainstorming about what sort of steps we should take and how far we should try and go, because we don't want to make people mad because we want people to vote for us again if we do get elected. And so one of the suggestions... You mean we won't
0: be able to abolish elections uh, or destroy the government by the time the second election comes around?
3: One of the suggestions (laughs) was... um, Making property taxes voluntary. (laughs) That was
0: great. She completely ignored me on that. That was awesome. Well,
3: I understand where you're coming from on a principled position, but I have to be realistic here when running for city council. I'm not going to get elected and say, woo, we're getting rid of government tomorrow. You don't even
2: have to go so far as to make taxes voluntary. You can just um, take the teeth out of the dog, as it were. You can say, um, well, we won't... you know, the government will no longer confiscate people's property, old women, uh, poor right. people, that kind of but thing. But that's making it voluntary. But I understand.
3: But it's a nicer way of putting it. Pe- right. Um, people have a way of Confiscate their
2: property for non-payment or non- uh, right. for inability of pay, um, to pay taxes.
3: The way you word things is very important, and there's a way to say things that people understand and can agree with, and... I- I don't know, I, I'm totally with you on a principled stance, but I feel like we have this humongous government, people are really attached to it, and there's a certain way to go about getting it smaller and smaller and smaller. Well, and I agree
0: with you, Abolishing
3: Julia. government tomorrow is not the way to do it.
0: I agree with you that uh, that people will voluntarily pay into the system. Uh, I think, um, especially if they're told it's voluntary. What's wrong with you get uh, our people elected and they immediately say, all right, next tax bill that goes out. The first line on the bill is property taxes are now voluntary. Pay what you feel is appropriate. And And people
3: will pay. Let them decide. People, when I talk to people around Keene all the time and people love this city, they really do. I feel like people would pay good money to keep it in good condition. That's just me, though, and, and what I hear if, from people.
0: If I got a uh, $3,000 tax bill, because we, we're billed twice a year here in Keene, so it's $3,000 at once and then 3000 again. If I got a $3,000 tax bill and it said, for the very first time, voluntary on it, the, my, my feeling about paying taxes would all of a sudden change. And uh, especially if it said... These taxes are voluntary. The money you pay will be used to reduce the size of government. I'd like to have that on there too. But nonetheless, even if it said it was voluntary, I I might just pay that whole three thousand unless I needed it for an operation or something like that at that time. Unless I needed it uh, otherwise, I might just go ahead and pay it because I, it's voluntary.
6: If I could uh, just interject, yeah. I think that it would be it uh, would make it a contract again because then, like, let's say you didn't pay a certain amount, you wouldn't be able to call the police or you wouldn't be able to call the firemen. Yeah. So then it would actually be uh, be a contract, and not just that. But Thomas Jefferson said that. Uh, We're going to have the state government and then the federal government. And if the federal government does a better job than the state government does, people will feel their allegiance towards the federal government. But because of this, people will, will notice the changes more on a local level than they will on a national level. So they'll be more inclined to pay their local taxes than the national taxes.
0: Absolutely. Therefore,
6: you'll have less war and you'll have better cities.
0: I'm with you on that, Eric. I think that's a it's a great step in the right direction. Any other thoughts for us? No, that's it. Thanks, Thanks, dude. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. I think, I think the easiest route uh, towards truly freeing ourselves from government, at least through the system, the easiest through the system route would be to make property taxes voluntary, allow people to pay what they think is appropriate. And that, that'll be interesting to see what percentage uh, actually comes through in that particular case. And then down the line make it so each individual bureaucracy goes completely um private, essentially. I mean, eliminate the ones that are completely useless, but the ones that are providing services like police and fire make it so that they have to fund themselves on a voluntary basis. That way, the property taxes are taken out of the picture entirely, and the police department can figure out on their own how to charge people.
2: well, I think that um I, I think that it's it's just too too much too quick when you're talking about making everything voluntary.
3: That's sort I of how, how I, I feel about it.
2: I didn't say it would take a week. Look, it, it's a overnight when you say your property taxes yeah. are voluntary. What's wrong with that, though? What's wrong with that? Um, when you say voluntary, then you know a lot of people are they get suddenly, scared. Uh, suddenly, not going to be um, paying. But you were elected. Hold on, just a second. They're not going to be paying. Therefore, all the systems that the city has set up that people have come to rely on and believe that the city is responsible for providing um, will then fall apart. And you so you're got- saying people wouldn't pay. I. I I'm not going to pay. Well, okay. I then don't you want a you... city government.
0: Okay, well, then you do what I don't what want you your for. police
2: department. I don't want your fire department. Then you don't I get those services. I want private alternatives. Then you don't get those services. I the don't like want them. Like a user
3: then. fees? Is that what you're saying? If okay. if we, if we, ha- What if we divided it up into some sort of a user fees at first? I'm not so going to continue to fund the fire call. department
2: because I know that the fire fire department is a bunch of inefficiency going on over there. I'm going to wait the six months it's going to take for a um, you know a competing volunteer fire brigade to spring right. up, and I will pay them. I'm not going to pay for the police because I know that they've... Right, know, I would never pay as my for my the concern, police. I'm concerned, these people have abused their authority up to now, and I don't want to give them jobs doing that crap. They can go out and have real jobs. So because, because of that... So I'll pay then. a private um, security company, but I won't pay the police department. I wouldn't pay Suddenly, the police either. I'm going to stop paying my taxes entirely. Well, if it says voluntary, I'm done.
3: This is why I think that this this discussion is so important because as what is the we, the campaign or the time to register is in August so it's coming up fairly quickly and so this sort of brainstorming and discussing is is very good to sort of discover where people feel on the issues and and how we can step in the direction towards so, getting a smaller government. So
0: hold on a second Mark. You're saying that it, the tra- I'm saying the tax I don't bill. think, think on, there's no, one you... thing the government
2: does that um, the city government
0: does that's worth paying for. Well, I agree with you on that, but you're saying that the the tax bill shouldn't say voluntary, but we should tell people that they won't have their assets stolen. Oh, if I, they no,
2: no, no, no! You see, it's much it's much slower and more gradual if you just say that. Um, that the, if you pass a rule there in the city council that says that people's uh, property will not be confiscated for inability or and you don't tell pay, them about that you, you don't you tell don't anybody? really say anything because of the wording of it people aren't really going to understand exactly what happened they're not going to understand that um, government which is force no longer has the ability to force them to do anything so basically so you're, making t- you're making you're making taxes off.
0: you're making taxes voluntary but you're not telling anyone that's what you've done correct o- okay uh, that's fine whatever. Um, so then those people that are smart enough to figure it out cannot pay the taxes. And, and they then would it will no slowly
2: penalty. taper off. I'm just saying, you said you might pay your taxes all $3,000 if you got a tax bill. I'm not paying any. And there's if, two if people knew, in this room.
0: If I knew that, um, that, that people who are truly small government individuals had been elected uh, to office... And they have been the ones that had changed the entire system around to say, okay, this is now voluntary. I would know that the money that I was paying in was going to go um, to reduce the size of government. And no, that government, makes Government good. is
2: inefficient even when small government people are in charge. I know charge. that, Mark. And I know how to make it more efficient. Get rid of it. You know, the local city government just doesn't do anything worth do. I mean, paving roads, that's about
3: it. They stink at paving roads here you know, in Keene.
2: I might give some money to the Department of Transportation, but I'm really not interested in giving money to anybody else.
3: Well, see, so maybe some people would pay and some people wouldn't.
2: Oh, that's exactly what would happen. So. But, I mean, at that point, then infrastructure falls apart. When you start telling, you know, which bureaucrat gets the money now? Now, there's well, half as I'd much money. That, which bureaucrat uh, gets it? The place
3: it. to start would be eliminating bureaucracies that are completely useless, like the zoning board. That has got to go.
2: That's true. Do right. you think the zoning board feels that
3: way?
0: No. <laughs> well. They won't be there to sit. Well, the city of point.
3: Keene felt that we didn't need a bunch of roundabouts, but they went and did it anyway, so. They
0: sure did. 800 259 9231. Your calls. Uh, hopefully, we we'll get to talk about internet taxes. <laughs> this is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Only moments remain, though, so just enough time for your call if you make it now. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us online. Freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free, though we do ask that you voluntarily support the show by shopping with us. And you can do that in two ways. One, Shop at our store, buy Free Talk Live branded merchandise, really cool stuff, including the brand new, hot selling Free Talk Live two gigabyte multi gadget at store.freetalklive.com. I've actually ordered a couple, uh, one for um, you, Julia. You've ordered one. And, uh, I'm ordering one as well because it's just darn cool. It's two gigabytes, it's an MP3 player, it's a flash drive, it's a voice recorder, it's an FM tuner. All rolled into one for less than 60 bucks. There's that. There's all of our clothing. It's uh, There's a pre-order phase going on right now. We're manufacturing brand new products for you. Head over to store.freetalklive.com to do your shopping there. And then for everything else you need in life, anything non-FreeTalk Live related, go to amazon.freetalklive.com because, uh, well, you know Amazon. They're the world's largest internet retailer, 41 categories of products. You just go to amazon.freetalklive.com and anything you buy through that link, We'll get a percentage of. And by the way, I was wrong about the uh, the great results from, from March. I'd accidentally looked at three months instead of two months or one month. Anyway, we're still doing fairly well, but uh, we've actually moved thousands. We move thousands of dollars in products every single month for Amazon, which is that's pretty significant. Our our listeners are a buying powerhouse. Anyway, Amazon.freetalklive.com to the phones and to Bill in Oklahoma. You're on Free Talk Live, Bill.
4: Hi. Uh, I guess it 's time that we talk internet taxes. what do you say
0: what do you what do you mean mm-hmm. oh yes yes the uh, the issue which uh, Julia has brought to us, but Bill, what did you have to say about internet taxes
4: well it, it regardless of what ridiculous law the government tries to mandate, these types of taxes are completely voluntary and i'll i 'll bring up a point let 's let 's assume for just a moment that the taxes that they 're going to impose are either at the point of purchase or at the uh, at the uh, at the, uh, which it would be the person at the person's house or at the uh, at the retailer's in. Either way, it can be easily circumvented by technology. So who is it to say that I'm making my purchase by way of a German server?
0: Wait a minute. Oh, you're talking about uh, – I'm not, I'm not sure where you're going right. with that.
4: Okay, I'm assuming that the, the Internet text that we're discussing is the one that they've mandated that uh, it will affect the point of purchase – uh, Do you this mean a sales a- tax? Pardon me?
0: Are you talking about a sales tax? Like yeah, it, someone-
4: would a, it would be it would like a nationwide sales tax is what I've heard they were proposing in D.C. Okay. So that way, if, like, you were to go on eBay, for instance, and purchase something on eBay, there would be a, a, an excise tax imposed Got because it. it's going from one state to another. Right. So what we would do, if you want to avoid that, would simply go, okay, well, I'll make my purchase by way of a German proxy server. You could do that, and
0: then you'd probably be in violation of the law at that point.
4: Well, yeah, well, technically I would be, but then how are they going to know? That's just it. they're They're trying to legislate technology, and it can't be done.
0: Well, I mean, you can make the purchase through a German proxy server, but they're going to have to ship that product to a physical location, and I doubt you're going to want to ship it overseas to Germany and then ship it back uh, back to yourself. I mean, well,
4: that's, that, that, that's true, and that, that's that's case scenario number one. this case in, in the scenario number two as a business owner, I don't have to run an internet business in the, in the United States. I have the option of leasing out a server outside U.S. jurisdiction, which totally makes that. Uh, that point mute anyway
0: yeah they could still write the law to where as long as you're actually accepting clients who are in the uh, in the united states you have to charge that uh, that tax as long as you physically are are in the united states you have to charge that tax and also they're not just uh, talking about an internet sales tax they're also talking about uh, just a tax on your internet service that would appear on say your cable modem bill or your dsl bill they're talking about that too
4: Ah, okay. When I heard tax, I was immediately thinking of the the
0: first pipe. Oh, the they have pipe. all sorts of taxes in mind for you, Bill.
4: Mm. Oh, I bet they do.
0: I bet yeah. they do. And there's no getting around that. That's for damn sure. If you want to get online, you'll have to pay the tax.
3: Oh, I'm, sh- oh, well, yeah, I guess I have
0: to huh. <laughs> yeah, it's going to suck. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. What's the story on this, Julia?
3: All righty. This from the New York Times. The era of tax-free email, internet shopping, and broadband connections could end this fall if recent proposals in the US Congress prove successful. State Ooh. State and local governments this week resumed to push the push to lobby Congress for far-reaching changes on two different fronts, gaining the ability to impose sales tax on net shopping and being able to le- levy tax- monthly taxes on DSL and other Internet connection, other internet service connections. One senator is even predicting taxes on email.
0: Now, that one I don't think is going to be very realistic. Right. But, cause, yeah, I mean, how would you levy taxes on emails? Yeah, that's... That's technically impossible. That's one of those things where Bill would be correct. Bill would uh, point out that technology could easily bounce around that, and they could just change it. and, they, and It's impossible for them to uh, to leverage all of the hundreds of thousands of, of email servers uh, to leverage all those email servers to somehow put that code in there that's going to charge the tax. I mean, that's a that's an incredibly difficult situation. So, but but well, the but the tax on the internet service that's easy to do. You just twist the uh, internet service providers to add that tax to their bill, just like the phone companies have a buttload of taxes. They on have their a bill. whole bunch of them. Yeah. yeah, We
2: just recently got rid of the uh, Spanish War tax.
0: Oh right, and I'm sure they'll I'm sure they'll bring us one internet service tax at a federal level, and then all the states will figure out, hey, hey! we need a piece of this. And then we'll have the state tax and the federal yep. tax, and your locality—certainly in New York City—would add a city tax in there as well. And then all of a sudden, your forty-dollar internet bill is one hundred and forty dollars, fifty-five dollars. <laughs> no, let's I mean, let's be realistic. It'll be you know fifty percent or twenty-five percent or something yes. like that. Uh, so, there, so that's that's some of the taxation they're talking about. What else, Julia?
3: Pro tax advocates this week advanced a, f- a flurry of proposals pushing it in that direction. A bill was introduced that would usher in mandatory sales tax collection for internet purchases. Then during a house of representatives hearing the same day, politicians weighed whether to let a temporary ban on net access taxes lapse when it expires on November 1st. A house backer of another pro sales tax bill said to expect a final version by July.
0: You know, they are just, they are just frothing at the mouth waiting for the opportunity when this, uh, Moratorium on internet taxes ends. Oh man, they just want it It's gonna it so be on that. Yeah, yep. they want it, and uh, and it might just happen. They and just
3: want more and more and that's more. How it's it is. never enough for well, them. They know
10: better
2: how to spend the, our money than we do. Is but, really I how mean, they feel. But I how much
3: can they take? Why don't they just take every single penny I make and just decide how it should be spent? I I don't know. This it just it bothers really is, me. It really is. Silly. At what point in time are is this really going to bother people? I mean... How much more can they take? Well,
2: that's that's the trick, though. They just do a little bit at right. a time. But and if... then people just get used to paying that little bit more and that little bit more and,
0: and living with a little less and a little less. Now, we're short on time here, and there is a call holding. We're going to get to that in a moment, uh, but there's an important, there's another tax. And I think you touched on it, Julia, but it didn't really explain how it was going to work. Uh, this from HomelandStupidity.us. Senator Mike Enzi, who's a Republican, has introduced a bill to require Internet-based businesses to charge state sales taxes on out-of-state purchases. Stick with me on this. The bill would allow states which harmonize their sales tax laws under the Streamlined Sales and Use Tax Agreement to force out-of-state businesses, so we're here in New Hampshire where there's no sales tax, to force out-of-state businesses to charge sales tax to customers in their states. Now, the way that reads is kind of confusing, but the way it effectively would work would be that if we're selling Free Talk Live t-shirts to somebody who's in the state of Florida where there's a 6% sales tax then we in New Hampshire would have to collect that 6% sales tax for the state of Florida and then send that money to the state of Florida or under penalty of federal law.
3: That's what I was just going to ask if this would be federal. That's insane.
0: That's what they're talking about doing. Man. Let's go to the phones. Uh, Even in these remaining moments, it is an unscreened call on the amplifier line. Who is this? You're on Free Talk Live.
9: Hey, it's Brock in North Carolina.
0: Brock, you got about a minute. What's on your mind?
9: Hey, I've got a quick answer to your property tax. Um, on your property tax form, you replace the uh, amount due line with, we feel you own X amount of dollars. Mm-hmm. And then on the, on the list of uses where they show the percentage breakdown, you just provide a checklist and you say, how much of your dollars do you want to go to each one of these things? Yes. And then a total line down at the bottom. Awesome. Everything's voluntarily funded.
0: That way, if you don't like the cops, you don't send the money to the cops. If you like the fire department, you send the money there. If you like the schools, you send the money there. That's brilliant.
9: Exactly. Everybody's happy. Everybody's happy. The socialists are happy. The libertarians are happy. Well, the, the socialists won't be Democrats. happy. Everybody's
0: happy. Mm-hmm. Very good, Brock. Thanks for the idea. Now, uh, you incrementalists, uh, what do you think of that?
2: I, I think that uh, it, it's, it's not the worst idea in the world, but uh, then you're going to have... Um, now, it says, this is how much you feel we feel you owe. Mm-hmm. And so you're not going to be telling them that it's um, that, the, that the taxes are voluntary. It's just sort of hinting at it, right? Yeah, yeah. Doesn't sound terrible. And then they get to choose
0: the bureaucrats that they send the money to. Julia, what do you think?
3: Well, I was sort of thinking along that lines when I suggested sort of a more user fee system. For example, I will not ever use the police force because I can't stand them. So, right. Oh, um, well, you I, may. Right, well, no, if it was private and they provided more service, I would, but now, no. I'm pretty sure no. she won't. Definitely hey, not. it's
0: been Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. We will return tomorrow night for the live Saturday edition. Join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com.